Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, straightforward, Live Letter 59, Patch 5.3 trailer. We're going to talk about it. Should be a surprise to nobody. So let's get started. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Happy. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Brand new camera, but Discord probably won't do it as much justice as his own live stream does. How you doing, Sly? I'm doing pretty good. Sorry if you hear a lawnmower the landscaping company. I straight up there, didn't so. hear it until you said the word lawnmower, and then I heard it for a fraction of a second. Yeah. I'm yeah, not. That's I'm, what it is. So, sorry. I'm not worried about it. I'm sure we're going we're gonna to be fraught with other technical difficulties that a lawnmower might actually be a welcome distraction. And uh, since he's staring so... I don't even have a word for that into the camera. Uh, for, for anything involving trailers and... and yeah, this is here. I don't even want it. That's, we don't need to explore anything else. Hi. What's going on, guys? Hey, yeah. He's, um, in a, he's in his porn dungeon yeah, with his microphone. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm in a, in a casting room. Yeah. Um... <laughs> If, if you hear any um, lawnmowers, it's like you should have just blamed that on me. I, I can take the fall for technical difficulties today. No, trust me. Technical you know I've had my fair share. I, I can't use OBS anymore. I can't keep doing this. We've crashed like four times before <laughs> the stream even started. My, my, my internet's also dropped a few frames, like literally in the last five well, minutes. We can, so. that, that we can just pretend that I'm hosting from the, the shitty Wi-Fi here if you like. Happy to do that. I don't think that's going to work. You. It's my fault. Whatever it is today, it's my fault. All right. All right. I um yeah, I've been traveling traveling north, um, in Norway for the last uh, twenty four hours, and I haven't slept for about forty eight now. Uh, so uh, hi, hi everyone. I'm here from my from my Chromebook, and I'm holding my Blue Yeti, and I feel like I'm I'm doing a set. I feel like I'm here doing um like open mic night or something. Say something funny. Say something funny? Yeah. Um, mm, no. No, I got nothing. <laughs> I laughed. You got me. I got nothing. There you go. No. Look, if I, if I fall asleep like halfway through the show, just, just let me, like, don't, don't wake me up, please. Yeah, chat says you should have just said something funny. Like, unquote, unquote. <laughs> That's good. That's good chat. Thanks. It is good. Thank you. Uh, all right. So before we get started uh, with the very obvious topic, as, as most of you know, we, we usually have a sponsor read at the start of the show. We will, but something a little weird. On the Twitch side of things, we're going to just do our normal sponsor read. On the YouTube side of things, if you're watching this on YouTube uh, the day after, or even if you're listening to an audio form, uh, there's going to be an extra ad. The show is also sponsored by the new Romancing Saga mobile game that recently released, but... Like I said, there's going to be a full like minute ad that's playing on the YouTube, so for editing purposes, now. This video is sponsored by Square Enix and their new mobile game, Romancing Saga Reuniverse. This mobile game was recently released globally and is based on the long-running Romancing Saga RPG franchise. It features traditional turn-based combat, weapons, gear, levels, and a full story for you to enjoy. And they're always adding new content, so you'll always have plenty to do. There's all sorts of events, daily quests, and my favorite thing is the ability to send off units on expeditions, which will automatically complete over time while you're asleep or working for more rewards. I like to do it before my live stream or before I go to bed, so that way I can wake up to some stronger units. On top of all that, the game prides itself on its free-to-play friendly monetization, and I can say they're doing a pretty good job. 
Not only can tons of stuff be earned in events or bought with like a generic in-game currency called Aurum, but they hand out premium currency like candy. You can even watch ads to earn bonus currency and you get a free unit roll daily. It's a lot of fun, so if you want to give it a try for free, click the link in the description, download it, and start playing today. And now, on to the video. Okay, and then I'll have edited that in, but you guys on the Twitch that side... That was a banging-ass ad, dude. <laughs> Man, I'm excited. It's got like, me talking. That was pretty good. I put a lot of, like, production quality in that. Like, um, yeah. the sound was, was good. And You're not going to watch I'm, it tomorrow. I'm really excited to check it out. out YouTube, are you? <laughs> no. no, no. Well, I, actually, I might, because um, I, I, I like to watch the... Um, the only Standard Realm episodes I really watch are the ones with Ethos on. Um, the others you guys get, I mean, you, you all know, they're just kind of filler, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll watch it, definitely. Okay. All right. Good. Glad to hear it. Um, of course, you guys know Steel Series is a sponsor for the show as well. They have been. They will continue to be. 12% discount code in the stream. If you type exclamation mark Steel Series, YouTube description of the video, as well as a download link for that, that first sponsor. There's that's down there, too. Don't forget. And uh, monthly giveaway. So don't forget to enter that under the YouTube video as well. Finally, our patron sponsors whose names are scrolling in the top right. We will be giving them a special shout-out later in the stream because this is going to be a long one. I hope your shitty Wi-Fi can oh, hold up. No. Hold on, let me check. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got enough All right. for this. All right, uh, I'll do my best. You'll do your best? I do well. not. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> All right, well. It might get a little bit weird. But it was weird the second the show started. Yeah, was it? Was it? Was it? Yeah, was it I, I introduced you in your right. in your porn dungeon. Yeah, you did do that. Yeah, I did. So yeah, just mm. just, just play the fucking trailer, Mike. <laughs> you didn't even let me segue into it. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to start by watching trailers, so I'm going to warn everyone on the Twitch stream. Uh, before I click anything, as you know, we've run into a lot of technical difficulties in recent weeks, whether it's been audio misstarts at the beginning or whatever. Before this stream started, before what you guys are watching on Twitch started and what you're watching on YouTube, I was getting the trailer set up, and it crashed OBS three or four times. I finally got a setup that didn't crash it. I'm going to click that setup now without the confidence that it will not crash. So if it crashes, YouTube, you'll have a trailer edited in. <laughs> Twitch, go find the trailer because I'm not going to try it a second time. <laughs> so fingers crossed. I'll know in three, two, one. Okay. It looks like it's fine. All right. Let's watch the trailer. Of those you have met 
along the way. Excellent. I had intended to speak with you alone. Having drawn your strength from such a cacophony of voices, can you truly be sure you still speak with your own? No. I won't let you go alone. Not this time. it didn't crash and that is the 5.3 trailer oh boy mm. oh my god <clears throat> that truck slapped that is that is a, a juicy trailer to say the least mm. can i say one thing about it one thing go ahead called it only one and then and then we're gonna move on to the the, the rest of the show okay I, I already said it i said it called it Oh. Yeah. Oh. We're fighting um, giant robots against Sapphire. Elaborate. Yeah. We are, we are oh, indeed having a okay. giant robot battle against Sapphire weapon. I called that. I called How that. How do you months ago. anticipate that play out? They give us five actions and we kick his ass. Yeah, you, you. <laughs> All right. Oh, and, and any five actions? Do you think it's going to be the same as like a, any of the, the, the both well, to, Yeah. Well, to kind of give, well, to kind of like jump ahead, sorry. They did say that we will have a rotation with said robot. Yeah, I mean, Estinian had a rotation mm -hmm. of one button and then occasionally pressing something else. I, I don't think it's going to be more complicated than five or six buttons. I don't. Giant laser. It, have, you, have you used an AIS in PSO2? I expect it to be like yes. that. I expect it to yeah. be no different than that. You mean not using our lasers? Mm. Not. No, we not did being, lasers uh... in the trailer. <laughs> so we're going to use the laser. Fires a giant laser at that. But yeah, there's a lot to unpack about that trailer. That's a, a mix of speculation and, and waiting to see what's a red herring and what isn't. Um, yeah. I don't even, honestly, it's two minutes that I don't even know where to begin. Like it's, it's, yeah. It's so much. 
That's why I started with called it. All right. Well, how about this? What what's Elidibus up to? Let's start with that. It's exactly what he told us he was up to three patches ago. It seems like, at the very least, mm-hmm. he's, he's literally making good on his end of 5.0 promise. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about something, though, because... Uh, so he's clearly summoning Warriors of Light to the first to kill the Warrior of Darkness, exactly yep. as he said he was going to. We don't know... Mm-hmm. Where they came from, if those are just the citizens of the first that he's turned, or like we don't, that's the only thing we don't know. Because it looks like he used the Crystal Tower and Graha's magic to do exactly what Graha did, which would imply that Elidibus was, has some mastery over Asian, or, uh, Allegan technology. Hmm. Which is curious because we know that, um, that Emmett Selk was behind the Empire. Um, and we also know that um, the stuff that Graha tiered, you know, like the Ironworks, the future Ironworks stuff that was done to the tower, wasn't known to Emmett Selk. And he didn't bother to investigate. Um, again, Emmett, Emmett Selk's uh, shortcoming was his, uh, his hubris. Um, and the fact that he thought he held all the cards, the fact that um, he thought he knew what the Crystal Tower did and didn't bother to investigate when he could have like quite easily discovered the twinning. Um, Elidibus has done his homework. He's done his due diligence one way or the other. Um, but, but, that, but that was the question, right? Was we, we, we thought in 5.2 that he was going to be, you know, lifting up all of these various citizens of, uh, of Novrat and turning them into warriors of light. But, uh, you're right. It seems like he's literally doing the same thing that, uh, uh, that Graha does when we fight Hades, where he's summoning from, you know, across the rifts, uh, you know, through time and space, various warriors of light from other shards and, uh, other time periods. Uh, and that, that's, that's the gauntlet. Like the, the dungeon is called the hero's gauntlet. Yeah. And I think it's going to be very literal. We're going to be fighting through a gauntlet of heroes. Do you think those are just all through Norvrat? Yeah, I'm curious yeah, where it that actually like, begins. Because it looks like... I'm yeah, assuming the dungeon like starts... In yeah. Oh, well, so, so here's the thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm debating that. Because there's a cutscene we see where the, the airship is attacked by a Dragoon Warrior of Light. And I'm assuming the mm-hmm. end of that airship crash is the start of the dungeon. Which would be closer to the Crystarium. Um, because otherwise it would imply there's mm-hmm. a cutscene somewhere before we actually get mm-hmm. within, cause, cause Yulmore's on an island. It's, it's on the, the, the Lenosha yeah. equivalent of, of the geography. So I, I think it starts yeah. wherever the but, airship crashes. Um, when, when we have a look at some of those shots and, and we were seeing this, um, on the uh, patch point uh, 5.3 site as well. Um, there's some very like fake looking, like very pixie looking elements to it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that we're going to find ourselves in a position where we have to get it to the Crystarium very quickly and get the hell out of Novrant, whether or not Graha is entirely ready to, to go forward with his plan. Um, and, uh, the only way that we're going to be able to get there is through the help of the only ally that we will have left in all of Novrant, 
given that Elidibus is going to be turning that whole realm against us, and that, of course, is going to be uh, Titania and the, and the Fae. Um, Fae will always um, now, this, this is really compelling. This, this is really That's compelling a- because we have been talking about, really since 5.0, that Graha is going to have to find a way to send us back without sacrificing himself because his original plan was to sacrifice himself. Um, and uh, when we decided not to do that, not to go through with that, um, all of this planning, all this preparation would be would be irrelevant if he was going to go through like a willing sacrifice. But if we're given a time restraint, we've been put in the position where if we don't get off of the shards within the next, you know, 30 minutes or whatever, or us and all the scions are going to be killed, then suddenly uh, Graha might have to, uh, you know, go through with, with that, you know, that noble sacrifice in one way or another to send us back. So you're saying it's a moot point. Like he, like he's not even going to get a choice in the matter. He like, originally, originally people were saying like, Oh, he's still going to end up dying. He's still going to end up sacrificing himself. And that's what him sacrificing himself wasn't, was a moot point. Yeah. Until, until now we're suddenly there's this time restraint where it seems like everyone else is in danger. And it's like, Graha's going to have a very, very short window of time in which to either figure out how to get us back without sacrificing himself, or he's going to have to just just go for it, whether he lives or dies. Um, and that is, of course, the, uh, the point of contention and, and tension uh, that we're seeing in the trailer. And I think that's the question on, on everyone's lips at the moment, is uh, whether or not the Exarch comes out of this alive. And that's why he is the sole person narrating pretty much the entire trailer. Obviously, yeah. it's from a scene in game, but they use it outside of like two voice lines from like, I think like Ishtola and, and one other person. He's the only one speaking. It's all about him. Mm-hmm. So this Are we this- willing to hedge our bets? Are we hedge our bets that he'll live? One way or the other. That motherfucker's dead. <laughs> think he's done? I think he's done. Think what do you think, Sly? I'm trying to really give the benefit of the doubt and like think of some warrior of light, warrior of dark darkness bullshit that keeps him alive. That you know we've seen mm. in the past. Mm. <sighs> but I, but I can't like I can't bring myself to even think about that. I think he's, you know, I think he's gone either way. Keep in mind, gone is, mm. is relative. And a character we actually interact with is one thing, because he's... What? what? Oh. Huh? Oh. Nah, that wouldn't make sense. What to ship him back to the... Oh, no, that wouldn't no, make no, sense no, no. For, He's, yeah, he's, he's turning back to the into source. crystal. Yeah, he's, he's gone. He's turning he's into gone. crystal is the one thing. He's, that's That's the big takeaway I have. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's going to be a statue by the time this is all done. Mm-hmm. Just in the mm-hmm. crystal tower. Well, um, I'm going to like uh, set up my uh, tinfoil tent here all for right. a moment, if that's okay with you guys. Oh, go ahead. Right, um, we love that. We love that. And uh, I'm, I'm going to give like a crazy third alternative. Um, 
he might live, he might die. The third alternative is that uh, he does both. And um, we Should know that... Well, no, not, not, not <laughs> quite. Let me, let me spell it out for you. So okay. we know that um, the power of the royal algon blood, the royal algon eye, all of that is to uh, uh, basically be able to transmit essence through crystal or, you know, some, something to that effect, right? The, the sort of transfusion of, like, uh, anima and crystal. I think that um, he's going to have to bend us, like, through him and subsequently through the tower. That's going to crystallize him, but it's also going to send his essence through the tower into the sleeping Graha at the other end, and they're going to have, like, a confluence. So we're going to get Old Man Grahatir and Navrat, his body perishing, him waking up in young Grahatir, you know, boring Grahatir, <laughs> post-crystal tower, sleeping Grahatir, over in Mordona. That was the idea I was bringing up. Like, yeah. I was thinking, like, somehow he gets shipped to the source. So I'm... Uh, yeah. I yeah. I just think okay. Source Graha is okay. waking up. I don't I don't think he's gonna awaken inside of Source Graha. I just but it does bring me back to the conversation we've had mm-hmm. where it's like, man, if only we knew someone on the Source who 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 could help us with all this. And then it's like, <laughs> and then we have we have Makoto. We have we have Graha on the Source, and they're just like, no, 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 not them, not them. That doesn't count. Well. Well, we can't get a Graha in the source. The Crystal Tower is sealed. He's the only one that can unseal it. We have no way of, of getting in there. But, um, yeah, Mikoto, that's, that's always been a bit of a... Her, her and Udakalai, like, times recently, I've just been like... <laughs> I can't wait. To, I can't wait for the memes for when we go back to the source. It's like, no, Graha, I want this Graha. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't worry, we have Graha at home. Graha at home, and then it shows the one on the source. It's... <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait for that meme. Graha at home stuck, all right? Yeah. Graha at home is not an interesting character. <laughs> so I, I I really hope that there there is some sort of confluence and like Exarch Graha and the Graha do become like the one person they kind of like well I guess like rejoin would would be what would happen. Effectively, I suppose. It's weird because it's not like his soul was ever split because it wasn't, this wasn't, this isn't a result of the sundering. This is just two time frames. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? It's like if you can rejoin with yourself from other, other timelines, then you can become more than like 14 fourteenths of a person. I don't like math. I don't like this rabbit hole. But, this is um, like yeah. Yeah, this feels like elegant quantum physics, and I hate it. No, let's not do it. Actually, this kind of this kind of feels like that piece I wrote on the the quantum physics of Endgame. Actually, that's uh, something I don't want to talk about. <laughs> he doesn't want actual quantum physics. I don't want Endgame quantum physics. <laughs> I just don't want it. No, nah, I hear that. Um, another question um, is a little bit. Where are mm-hmm. you gonna Where are you gonna go with that? Before I I jumped us on a tangent at this. No, that's fine. I was I was gonna try and move us on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, um, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we obviously have to find out his actual identity. I think that's that's a big part of the, like mm-hmm. how how we found out Emmett Selk was Hades. I feel like us finding out Elizabeth's actual identity because we established that whoever we we know Elizabeth is a title. That's not his actual name. Just like we know about Vinod of Heidelin. So we yeah. we clearly have like a true name to find out here. Whether or not there's any relevance to it. I don't know if we're killing him this patch. I don't feel confident that we are. I don't think he's dead this patch. I think we mm. fight him, but I don't think he's dead this patch. Well, here's the thing. We've, we've been, been told for a long time that Shadowbringers is wrapping up with this patch. And with it, the story arc that has been unfolding before us since Yoshida uh, took the reins is also going to be concluding. And we're going to be moving on to the next thing. Heidelin and Zodiac is going to be uh, resolved somehow. Um, and the whole, you know, Garlean threat is also going to be resolved somehow. Um, or, or at least to the point where, like, whatever comes next can be seen of as, as an entirely new narrative arc. Um, so if we don't kill Alinibus, I think there's only one alternative that remains for Alinibus, right? Um, and I think we were talking about this in the 5.2, uh, spoiler cast, weren't we? About what, what Elidibus's deal may be. Yeah. Um, do, do either of you remember the conversation Not we were having then? Nope. Okay. Sly. <laughs> Sly, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm assuming I spoke for both of us right there. Yeah. So, so we established that Elidibus was originally something like Vanat, right? That, um, <laughs> whoever held the position of Elidibus prior to the summoning of Zodiac became the heart of Zodiac, right? Um, and that our Elidibus is almost definitely, uh, someone that was promoted to that position after the summoning of Zodiac. Um, and is therefore not necessarily tempted by Zodiac in the way that the other Asians are. Um, and we found, like, a couple of little pieces of evidence here and there through Elidibus' dialogue, but most notably was when he was talking about his uh, his loyalties in 5.2. He was constantly talking about the convocation. My allegiance lies with the convocation. My loyalties are with the convocation. He doesn't, he doesn't talk about Zodiac with the fanaticism that Emmett Selkin and La Habrea does, like, if if at all. And subsequently, even though Elidibus seems like the least amenable to communication and discourse and dialogue, he is also, if this is if this is true, he is also technically the only person that we could talk out of the dogged pursuits of the rejoining and the summoning of Zodiac. You feeling like putting that mic down? <laughs> it was a little scratchy. I wasn't sure if your arm was getting tired or not. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. No, it's no worries. We signed right. up for this. I wasn't sure if if it was like uh, your arm was like scratching against something because it was getting tired or something. I want to give you the opportunity to put it down. <laughs> no? Okay. Just making sure. No, you're still good. I just wanted to let you know because chat was bringing it up. It doesn't bother me, though. Um, yeah, I don't... Sorry, Chad. I can't help but feel like 
a little. Here's the thing for me, like this whole Heidel and Zodiac thing. You know, we're 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 coming towards a pretty major climax with it, but again, we still have the the actual threat, which I think is the is the actual arc, the thing that triggered the summoning of Zodiac and Heidel and. In the first place, I'd be shocked to see us go in any direction that's not that. Um, having Zodiac with not a single unsundered left to communicate with seems like not a great play to actually mm-hmm. go go into this sort of scenario with. Because Zodiac is very much an enemy mm-hmm. of that thing as much as he is anything else. Primal or not, he doesn't that that thing. Although that thing led to his existence, so who knows with that? Actually, we don't actually know what his will is. We only know the what the unsundered Asians wanted. But a little bit claims. So, to so are you suggesting that we're going to find like a compromise with him? To some degree, because something has to mm. give. They can't just exist. Like I don't, I don't see a universe mm-hmm. where Heidelin and Zodiac just exist. The Asians are gone mm. though. And so Zodiac's just like, cool, I'll chill on the moon. Mm-hmm. Until Xenos tries because to... We... Go ahead, slide. This might be a purely aesthetics thing. Okay, remember when we first saw, you know... Emmett Selks, I guess we can call them their Asian signals or whatever, or their Asian symbols, excuse me, whenever they do mm-hmm. their red symbols over their face. Emmett Selks was Zalera, if we remember, if anybody can remember that. Mm-hmm. Why is Elidibus's Zodiac himself? That's probably, you well, look at the. How much are, how familiar are you with Ivalice's symbols? Cause that's, that's kind of how it's always been with him. I'm willing to bet I know Elidibus's actual name. I'm that confident. You said it last time. Yeah. You said it last time, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling conf- confident he's either Ophiacus or Serpentarius. One of the two is probably his mm. true name. Because that's, literally, there's never mm. been, so, so Zodiac's entire lore in Ivalice is very akin to our real-life explanation for not using the 13th Zodiac. He's mm. basically forgotten. Like, he, mm-hmm. he exists, he's known, but he's he's essentially ex- exiled, in a sense. The same way that we don't use the Ophiacus. That's why he's he's associated with Ophiacus and Serpentarius, mm. because those are representations of the 13th one. Elidibus is, is no different, essentially. He's just he's he represents that thirteenth that thirteenth notion, just like he does in the tactics game and just like he probably has for the last twelve thousand years. Hmm. See that's that's interesting because um when it was revealed that Emmett Selk was Hades, the uh the natural assumption that a lot of people were having is that um uh the three unsunded Asians were going to follow like the the sort of core uh Hellenic trinity of Hades, Zeus, Poseidon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I suppose, like one way or another, it's completely arbitrary. Whatever his true name is, I just think. like Hades was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, it led to a really good um, Tales from the Shadow story, which we're getting more of in August. That's true. Yeah. That's true. The Phoenix, which you know what, I had the the revelation the other day that um. 
when Emmett Selk says that Heidelin and Zodiac are the eldest and most powerful of primals, he's, he's wrong. Um, they might be the most powerful, but Phoenix is the eldest. Even though the first summoning of Phoenix was an accident, you know, that was when they realized that they could put souls into, uh, creations, into their, like, creation magics, the monsters that they were creating. Um, and that was the, the genesis of Icon or Primal Summoning. Um, so there you go. And it sucks for the shit. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Good explanation. Um, so, yeah, anyway. So, um, at this ST, your, your guess, because we got Mike's guess. Who <laughs> is Lydibus? He's a Lydibus. Like, yeah, I, I honestly don't care. Yeah. On that. Okay. Um, I just want to be I haven't, right. I haven't really bothered to. Hmm. I'm keeping it. I'm like as the as the far reach, which will be wrong. I'm just going to keep it simple and say he is actually hmm. a Zodiac. Okay, so so you think we're going to find out that he's not like Zodi- an Elizabeth that was promoted? He is the, no. he is like the heart of Zodiac. Is the same Elizabeth? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. See, see, I like that because that would allow us to wrap up Zodiac in 5.3. Is like, well, if we defeat Elidibus and we've defeated the heart of Zodiac. And who knows? Maybe the, As- the other Askins didn't even know. So, you know what? You know what? When he says, when he says that his allegiance and he answers to the will of the convocation, convocation is the ones that fucking summon Zodiac. He wouldn't be answering to himself. He'd be answering to them and yeah. their will at the time of summoning him. So I think that your theory is perfectly sound. Does we'll that see. mean Zeno shows up and eats Elidibus? <laughs> I think, I think it's possible. I, I think that, um, my, my thought when I saw Elidibus summoning all of these warriors of light from across time and space is that Maybe he accidentally summons Xenos while he's doing that. Hey, Xenos has the gift. Yeah, he does. Somehow. He does. Maybe you know, Xenos gets dragged along with that. Somehow just like, yeah, I've been seeing that since I was a kid. Whatever. I'm just like, mm. I don't believe you. That's bullshit. I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> the, you know, I've, I've been speculating that whoever the white robe, hopefully not Asahi, is is leading Xenos into the, the belief that he can do to Zodiac what he can do to Shinryu, which, of course, he can't, as far as I'm concerned, and that it would be like a shortcut to Zodiac having like a new vessel and being able to come back. But uh, who knows? Maybe maybe Xenos gets summoned to Novrat by Elidibus, who is actually the heart of Zodiac, and then uh, Xenos eats him. I'm, I'm telling you, man, that's the Sahi is Vanah. I refuse to accept any any reality except that. It's literally the plot of Final Fantasy XII that's happening with Xenos. Everything you just described is literally the entire theme of Vanaa. Mm-hmm. It's like, it just, the, the thing is, it's, well, to be fair, it's more so the story of who we, we think we're the, the, uh, the dissident who sided with no one. Um, it's really mm-hmm. more that story because because it would make sense to want to destroy both Zodiac because the the whole theme of twelve is Vanat wants 
the to give glory back to man. Essentially, he wants man to take over mankind again yeah. as like a as like spite against the Okuria. Yeah. So making him eat Zodiac and destroy mm-hmm. Hydaelyn is very in that regard. So, but, but then that would be like a a sort of um, suicidal complex by Vanar because Vanar is the heart of Hydaelyn, and yeah. and also like so contrary to Hydaelyn's modus operandi for the whole of history, where she refuses to act directly, she refuses to have more than like a, a subtle arbitrary influence on on her chosen. So it would be such a weird like curveball if I'm, that wasn't I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the curveball. Mm. I'm waiting, man. I'm I think I think like what what you were saying is right is that we've got this um this first calamity, whatever the the keening was underneath Amorot, right? And Zodiac was summoned to stop that, and then Hydaelyn was summoned to stop him. So if we lose Zodiac, then Hydaelyn has to go, and if they're both gone then whatever this thing is comes back, wakes up, um, which many of us suspect is going to end up being like the, the presence under Silver Tear Lake from, from 1.0, the original sort of, you know, big threat that was being built up before um, the Meteor Arc. Um, but uh, that's why the sort of removal of Highland Zodiac would be compelling is that it gives us a reason to suddenly have to face this new ancient threat. And on to the next you know, big story arc. Yeah, Lavos. Yeah, Lavos. I mean, effectively, yeah. Like, whether or not it's literally Sly, Lavos, you'll never get like me to not kind of... think it's Lavos. I see your disgust. I see you reaching for the mini fridge. Why can't well, it be Lavos? Might as well be. They're both it Super well titles. What's the difference? So you want, you want, again, another Square Enix crossover. I didn't say that. I said Lavos. We, we have Palace of the Dead is all like Tactics Ogre shit and whatnot. Okay. That's true. All right. All right. All right. Go for it. There you go. You can have it. I'm good. Leave me out of it. I'm taking it. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll, I'll leave you out I of it. I think the ultimate reason. I already got the giant robots fighting. Like, I'm on a roll here, okay? Oh, my God. I fucking knew I, it! Uh, I've been I calling it since May! For this. <laughs> Literally since the day we got the screenshot of the fucking robot, I've been calling a giant... I'm like, that's a that's an Ironworks robot, and it's a giant You're robot. So, you, you were so proud of yourself as if it wasn't something that was immediately, like, obvious and self-evident from the beginning. Everyone like, no one me. was telling you that you were wrong. Everyone, no, no. Tell- everyone doubted me. No, bullshit. Sly doubted me. I believe me. you. It was, it was like... It- <laughs> really? Know. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, Sly, you're, you're, you're a doofus, all right? You're a big dummy. <laughs> because it was pretty fucking... <laughs> <obvious>. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the super robot guy here, and I'm the one saying, "Well, no, I don't know." Okay, about that. but Sly, is there is there a live recording of your reaction to seeing it? I need it in my life because you were alive for for the live letter, if I'm remembering. Is there a reaction of these? I was, I was, but like I don't think what? I had my cam on screen. I I, I had the the uh, trailer full screen, but yeah, yeah, I was hyped. I was pretty fucking hyped. 
Bro, he deleted the VOD. I called it. So, I'm he sorry. deleted the VOD. I'm he actually. Had to, he had to. Oh, I'm, so happy. I'm really pumped. Like a lot of people are talking about the end of Shadowbringers, but Bajda and and the Weapon series, the Sorrow of Warlet. I saw that shit. I was like, yo, I need I need to know what the hell is happening mm-hmm. here. And that's kind of all that's left. And like other than the Heroes Gauntlet, which is like forty percent of the trailer. A few cutscenes that, without more context, are only so barely discernible. For all we know, like, I remember saying, I don't know, maybe he's stabbing Graha to force... He's either stabbing him to force his hand, or he needs some of that blood to activate the Crystal Tower or something. I don't know. He needs something from him. Just walk up and fucking jab him in the in the fucking stomach, for whatever reason. Yeah. The rest is all, like, weapon series yeah, and... You hadn't thought of that? You thought he's, just he's like taking a bile or whatever. Yeah, he's, hmm. he's, he's got to get that blood so he can use the crystal tower, man. Maybe that's maybe that's what he's oh. doing there. Because that's before, like, you can see, like, his, his, uh, his, like, cloak and everything starting to crystallize. They just can't show us much more. It's just, it's going to be, it's going to be out of hand. Warriors of Light are attacking us, and we got to go to the Chrysarium. It also looks like we're going to fight a little bit near hmm. Zonde's throne, if I didn't miss C. A throne at the top, at the very least. It didn't look like any... It actually didn't even look like Zande's throne's room that we're used to. But it looked like a throne behind them. Or at least I thought it did. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the trailer is frustrating for me in that we don't really know anything more about what's going to happen in the MSQ. That's why I'm I mean, we can see a, a few things, and like we've seen a few things in um, the Heroes Gauntlet. I mean, like little, not really central to the narrative, but you know, I saw a few things. Mm. Um, yeah, and someone brought it up too in chat, and I'm glad I wasn't the only one who, who saw it. Did y'all see Adramelik as yes. one of the bosses? Yes, Adramelik was one of the bosses in Bajda. One mm-hmm. of the espers of twelve, which is very in line with, uh, with uh, what's his face, uh, Gabrant's kind of uh, uh, modus mm-hmm. operandi. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mm-hmm. actually a couple things that it took me a few rewatches to notice. For one, Amarot rising out of the ocean by uh, by Yulmore, it looked like that. I I I was like, oh, that's Amarot, and then I was like, wait, no, it's above the ocean. It's not under the ocean anymore. That's that's a key one. Um, there's also the blade of Gunhilder. It looked like wielding the resistance weapon that we have. Who in that same room we see a scene later with four DPS killing like as a giant bird creature with some ads in the back. So that I don't know if that's part of the quest or that's part of Bajja itself because they, I think they said there's no trial for Bajja this time. So. Seeing four mm-hmm. DPS fighting a no. mob, it's hard to tell if that's a trailer shot or if that's just taking place in Bajda, but that looks like it's part of the final critical engagement to some degree. And it could be a blade of Gunhilder. Because they didn't he say he wanted to use the blades of Gunhilder against the resistance, like their own thing. He wanted to actually use Gunhilder. We were expecting him to summon Gunhilder or Sura or something. Yeah. Well, he was, yeah, he was he was implying that he was, and and you're talking about the Rothgar with the glowing eyes, right? That's yes. what we're talking about. Yes, it's, that is tempered. 
Yeah, that's but that's the thing. If he's a he's a blade of Gunhilder, he's using one of the blades of Gunhilder. He's using one of the weapons we saw locked away in in Memoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that but that dude is a hundred percent tempered, which means that Gunhilder's already been summoned somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. That makes I mean that makes sense. We have we've got a lot of things to indicate that there's a lot going on inside of uh, inside of that Castrum. Because there's, I'll be see a lot. Well, of we've also got the contract seven mount. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> we have we have the contract seven mount, um, which is what used Tartarus. We know that that Tartarus was basically, you know, its ultimate attack, um, and uh, that's what destroyed the Clockwork City of Galg when uh, Ramza Biolf and his crew fought against it, um, and. Uh, yeah, Noah's been working to restore it. And I think that we're getting it as a mount probably because we're going to have to fight it again. I don't know because it look, and I think people are going to be really mad if I'm right about this. We're, the 1v1 critical engagement is also a mount. And a lot of people are afraid that you have to win the engagement to get that mount. Yeah, see, I was so sure that that was a, that was a near mount. But it's not. It's not the same. Uh, a lot machine. of us were. Yeah. A it lot could, of us were. You know what? Yeah. Maybe it is because those are actually, there's a lot of type zero stuff popping up in this. And that thing is the, so it's one of the generals. Um, the general that you're 1v1ing is from type zero in that machine that you see the, in the 1v1. That's oh, actually mm-hmm. a type zero boss. Um, yep. And the guard really? scorpion is actually not just a guard scorpion. It's a reskin of the type zero equivalent of the guard scorpion. Yeah, I, I picked that up, but I don't know why I don't remember because I, I smashed Type Zero. I don't know why I don't remember the uh, the one v one from Type Zero. Well, it's not a one v one in Type Zero. Just who were one v one? It's a boss. In. Yeah, it's just a regular boss. It's, a, it's just zero. a boss. Yeah, General. And I know, but I don't, I don't recognize De- General. I always forget. Bashtar. Bashtar. That's the one. Mm. General Bashtar. I knew I was close. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm just expecting a lot of Type Zero. I mean, it makes sense. It was a very militarized Final Fantasy game. Like, it's literally kind of like the whole point of it. So I expect to see a lot yep. more Type Zero-related stuff. But I also expect to see more 12 stuff, like a Dremlick. There's a lot of Espers that are still unsummoned, in a sense. Yep. And then the question is, is, is that just Aurasite again? Or is that an actual summoning of some kind? That's another question that we don't have answered. Because there's no doubt they had to have found Aurasite when they went in there. They had to have when they're ripping everything apart. In a gog? Yeah. Yeah, you would you would think so. So the interesting thing about Return to Ivalice is that the only um, confirmed site that we find are the the Duma and um, the Odeus. Oh, uh, and, and the, the, the Duma is used to summon both Argoth and, uh, and, uh, Yasmat. Yeah. But mm-hmm. all the other bosses in Rabanasta and in Galg are not actually confirmed to have been espers, to have been like summoned by Aurasite. We don't actually know for sure what they are, whether they're espers or whether they're primals. Okay, fair. Um, which is 
infuriating for me right now because I'm well, you writing a video say that, about Iblis. And mm, because why would Ultim? Ultima creates Orisai. Didn't we? Didn't we mm -hmm. cover that? And yep. doesn't she resummon them? She does. Yep, she does. Yep. I guess technically it's still not confirmation, yep. but. I mean, I mean, they're almost definitely espers, but there is no mention of them. It's like, it's mentioned in cutscenes afterwards that we fought two espers, two, two, you know, Orosite monstrosities in the form of Argath and, uh, and Yasma, but the others aren't even, aren't even meant. Like, at no point do we talk about their ontology at all. Well, hopefully we'll be learning more, because a Dramlech is likely a creature created in the same vein. So at the very least, that's a hint that we'll mm -hmm. get more information about it. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not in trouble. Mm -hmm. Mel, Mel's, Mel's like, Oha, what are you doing? So I'm like, you're real loud right now. You're real loud right now. <laughs> Aloha. Oh. What are you doing? Oh, Aloha. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, as much as I'm, I'm really excited about Shadowbringers. Return to Evilise's, Return to Evilise's effect on the lore has been substantial and wide-reaching. And I guess with how mm -hmm. little I've had of that mm -hmm. with Near so far, I, I need it somewhere else. And I'm really hoping. I'm, I was, I'm so glad to see the Near robots bombing Kamra. I'm like, finally, fucking do something that's not locked away behind this, like, chasm in a desert. Kick them the fuck out, and now their quests are going to be in Lakeland. So, I want to see that. I want to see their impact on 14's world and not just like, yeah, they're behind that door. Let's go. You'll, you'll, you'll get it. You got it. I know, I'm always, I go, I go off the rails on that one a little bit. Sometimes, but you feeling like more enthusiastic about the next Yorha chapter now? Slightly. Because I'm still at the position where I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. Oh, I have no like, faith if, that if there's than... something cool and if there's something like fruitful no. in it. Absolutely not. No, no. Mm -hmm. I, I still. I mean, I, I'm just glad to see them doing. I'll be pleasantly I'm excited for the fights. I mean, I'm excited to see that has to offer like as, as far as a a 24 man dungeon. But as far as like lore and impact on everything around us, I'm still the same as like where I was when your hub was announced. That's, I really wish they would have focused on, and I told Mike this, I really wish they would have focused on the Evilies. I really wish they would have went mm -hmm. back and focused more mm -hmm. on Evilies and that and Cabron rather than, you know, something that actually slipped through the cracks. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. I just. I don't mean. Not even least for me. I just anything that actually has to do with fourteen. I don't mind. I, I don't mind collaborations. Monster Hunter's cool. You know. Yo mm. yeah, it's in exists. its own little. It's on its own little world. It's its own thing. It doesn't have an impact. That's it. You just get a Rathalos mount. Yeah. yeah this is a whole it. expansion's worth of world building going to waste. So mm. again, I'll wait till exactly. the end. I'll wait till the end before I say it's a waste. Because and when we say this, we're not we're not shitting on Nier. Nier is a yeah. second franchise. Nier Nier Automata is a great game. Yeah, we're just shitting on the impact that it has on fourteen and how it's actually playing a role in fourteen. Yeah, where it 
really He true. doesn't like Nier, so he's shitting on Nier. I'm not, and Sly's not. I'm not shitting on... No, 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 no. <laughs> Me and Sly are not. Ethis is. Ethis is. Okay. He, he is. We're not. What do you have just, to say? Well, I, 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 listen, listen, okay. listen. All right. Near right. is fine. Near Automata is a action RPG. Okay, mm-hmm. that does not redefine the genre. That does not constitute any kind of high art. It is a good, fun game. Okay, that is my position. I like it. It's good. No qualifiers. All right. <laughs> I was waiting for the butt. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I was waiting on that big ass butt right there. But the the big ass butt is is two okay. beans. Okay. And it doesn't need to be spelled out. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what the B stands for. And this is two though. Two booty. There is nothing subtle about the butts in there. Okay. The butts speak for themselves. Oh, I don't need to spell out the butts for you. All right. Okay. It's a fine game. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Not to get some A-line Android stands <laughs> out here. Listen, I said that I hadn't slept for nearly 48 hours. I'm not putting up with shit today, all right? All right. Okay. That's fine. Fair is fair. Um, other, other than that, there's there's one last thing before we go into patch notes in particular. Um, I think we kind of already know who Sapphire Weapon's based off of. I think it's made pretty apparent on uh, in the trailer, if, if unless I'm reading too deeply. Uh, Regula appears to be not only relegated to someone we fight in the first boss of a dungeon and solo instance, but his helmet sure as hell is on the top of that fucking Sapphire Weapon, unless I'm just really seeing things there. So he is, we are presuming he is the oversoul of Sapphire Weapon. And he's also in a cutscene. Yeah. I need to get I need yeah. to get some input. When mm-hmm. does that cutscene take place? Because it's clearly well after the children have already aged to some degree. He's supposed to be gone. So unless his sister killed his entire family and took over, then, <laughs> then I'm wondering who, at what point the what's-her-face is talking to him. Because I, I need to know. Because he's in that one cutscene. I'm like, what? What what's going on here? Are you talking about the shot where we see like through a door of a cast yeah. room and he's like holding his arms up? Or... Yeah, yeah. Was that was that him or was that nail? I had a hard time telling because it's it fades. Their helmets are kind of it, it, similar, but it's he, pretty faded. Yeah, but the way he's the way they stand is very nail esque. It's very nail esque. That I, is not like a regular. I, see, I didn't. I didn't go back and go through that frame by frame because as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that's now. Um, you, you, you keep talking. I'm Okay. The helmet, the pro- that's the problem, though. The helmet is not apparently regular, but because the other helmet looks so much like regular, it makes me go back and see him there. But it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That, that scene, the thing is, that scene doesn't make any sense if it's regular. It, like I, 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 but who it actually is is another is another story. She's she's old enough to the point. It's probably while Gaius is missing between the end of the Praetorium and now. That's probably when that scene's. That's that would be my first guess. But the scene doesn't have like echo flashback style static, which also tells me maybe it's just a scene that's happening 
in the current moment because she looks the same, same outfit, same age, then who the fuck is it? That's what I need to know. Because if it's Nail, it kind of makes sense. Ruby Weapon had Nail's theme, but that also looks too current I'm... to be Nail. It's Nail. It's so... No, it's Nail. It's definitely Nail. It's just so weird that they've they've gone... I just... Where does that even... Where did... What? <laughs> it just doesn't look like a flashback is the problem. It doesn't have any of the, the staple things that we associate with flashbacks in the game. It could be the current Legatus of the 7th. Maybe they just dress as the That's fucking what I was nail thinking now. Too. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, um... Maybe, maybe, here, so here's, here's, here's what happened. Okay. Nail, nail okay. died and Eula mm. killed the rest of the family. Anyone who knew him took the mantle. Now Eula's down. Eula's dead now. All right. But now we found out mm. that Eula had a son and now Eula's son killed everyone else that knew. And now that's Eula's son. And that's why the first one was nail. All right. Figured it out. Good. That's it. We're done. Nah. That's a hell of a leap. Well, I, you're talking to the guy who said your hot dark apocalypse was actually Ida. So think about that for a second. I'm just saying. I think it's now. Pretty sure it's now. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious now. I'll I'll wait. I I don't I don't believe anything anymore. That's <laughs> that's it. I don't know what to believe anymore except that. Clearly, Sapphire Weapon is regular. Regular's oversold. He cannot be. He cannot be anything but a but yeah, a fucking solo instance boss. He's not allowed. Regular. That's it. You're done. You had your you're the first boss of a dungeon. You get to be a solo instance boss. Now you're another solo instance boss. That's it. You're done. Sapphire Weapon. You're a meme as always. Giant robot fight. Good. They really did him dirty, didn't they? They really did. But he gets they, done dirty. They're always going to do him dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're always going to do him dirty. They do generally. He's been relegated to learn more about. Yeah, he's been relegated to he's been relegated to meme status. Here's the thing: he's based on General Leo and Six more so than anything else. And General mm-hmm. Leo gets shit on, and he's just like, "Oh, you know, here we're in the middle of a mission." And Kefka's like, "Well, I'm going to kill you now." So, see ya. All right. <laughs> As the cherry on top, do we get to lop off its head? Fucking better. I hope that the cannon blast is us blasting its head off. That's what I'm hoping. It's like they've already given us all the tools we need to literally blast his head off. It has to be. I won't accept anything okay. that isn't this. Okay? That's it. I just want to see what Oversold Sapphire Weapon does to us in a giant robot. Okay. Not a hell of a lot, I dare say. <laughs> I'm ready for it. All right. I don't care if it's going to be a joke. I'm ready for it. Okay. So that covers uh, somewhat of a discussion about the trailer on its own without any anything else. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to the live letter proper and we're already like that. I will through. say that the live letter proper is one topic that shines above all else. And then the rest is yeah. kind of just like filler that like you could kind of talk about because like, there's some there's some comments in there. So like it, it starts with the trailer, obviously. So we have been talking about the live letter, you know. 
Yoshifi has a shirt, you know, they, you know, that costs $200 for some reason that just says lies and truth. Uh, There's something on the back, apparently. That doesn't explain it being $200. Okay. That's, I, I, I don't know. Is there, like, uh, like gold bars on the back? Who knows? That's, that's all I and, and, and he shaved. Yes, he, he shaved. shaved the mustache off. Mustache was gone yeah. from the live letter. Um, we got to see their setup for their social, socially distanced, uh, in office setup for live letters with them sitting mm-hmm. quite far apart. Um, I like how he compliments people who figured out that it was a giant robot battle. Thank you. That was great. Yeah. He's like, wow, I don't know how they figured You're that out. You're really happy about that. It's in the name. Uh, New Alliance Raid, they said they'll give us a peek later. We're going to fly in a realm. Like, most of the, so the entire first 20 minutes is literally just a recap with, like, a detail here or there. They didn't even show Unreal Trials. Um, job adjustments we'll talk about later. New feast season. There won't be any major updates to PvP. There'll just be a few, like, casual updates to it, you know? New titles and achievements for Ishgard. Wait, 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 wait. I know we don't really talk about PvP, but... So let's not. Well, fuck. What do you want to say? What do you want to say, Sly? What do you want to say? What if in the future they, they add the Hero's Gauntlet as a map? The Hero's Gauntlet as a mount? You mean the dude with... A map. Oh, a map. Oh, no, they won't. <laughs> they, they have, they, okay. no, they, okay. they won't, because everything's run through, okay. everything, well, I mean, even if it's rival wings, it's all run through, like, the grand companies and stuff. So, it's like, even, even all that is just like, they're not gonna, let's go to the first. No, I don't, I don't think they will. Because they don't have PvP on the first, okay. No, they're, they're, they're kind of, they've kind of been busy for the last hundred years. Fighting each other is the last thing they're thinking about, even as a, even as an exercise drill. They're like, yeah, we uh, we've had some problems as of late. I don't know that this is really going to help us that much. Yeah, Nutsy can run it. Yeah, Clan Nutsy can run it. We're gonna fight over your nuts, everyone. Please place your nuts, your bets on your nuts, on the table. Here we go. You started it. I was not going to go anywhere. Place, you had an everyone place your nuts you on the table. You just took it like, Everyone, yeah. put your nuts on the table. Good luck. All right. Uh, they they went over the fact that they're adding like poetics vendors to the other main city towns, fashion accessories. They showed off the sticker mode they talked about, which will be fun for screenshots. But we can't really. What's there to discuss about that? Him putting complete on it like sixty times for whatever reason. Just to show that you could <laughs> was the most interesting part of the entire the entire thing until I see the G poses on Twitter. Um, I did like this though. So he he addressed a comment in the Nico Nico chat that was like, "If you can do this, you can make more raid content." And he's like, "That's he's <laughs> he's like the battle team doesn't work on stickers. You understand that, right? They're not just like well ultimate or stickers." <laughs> or fucking koi koi. The UI team would be a, would would be in charge of fucking koi koi, koi koi, please. Um, then they showed off the Dadgar shirt, but they showed it actually on the Lalafell before we saw the screenshot later. Um, they showed off the Allegan melon, which I'm assuming is Moonfire Fair. 
because it's literally the day after 5.3. Oh, so the melon, it, when, is actually, the, the translation is Allegan Melon. <laughs> the watermelon that, like... What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what about it is Allegan? Uh, well, it's a lie, it, clearly. <laughs> it's... They, okay. They took... I'm trying, I'm trying to lure this up. I'm trying to lure this up for you. They took the it, down. Is it like those crazy like PC builds where like you build inside a fish tank or something, but like an elegant. Yeah, yeah, they, they're 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 doing like a a custom Dalamud. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. And and, and they yeah. you know they did a ah uh, yeah test first yeah the yeah. high yeah that so. the high school um science project where they have to make the mm-hmm. replicas of like of the like the astronomy yeah. of the solar system and, yeah, and, they, needed, a melon. and they needed yeah. a melon for dalamud yeah 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 so it's a dalamelon yeah yeah dalamelon okay. yeah okay i can All get right. i can, yeah, I can well. get at the store pretty pretty well yeah. they're on sale so <laughs> all right to think that he gets mad at me for oh, these things st- too if I said that, I can already see what Sly's face would be like. But he said it. I'd be so. fine with it. No, you wouldn't. I'd be fine with it. I guarantee you would not. I guarantee you, if it. I said Dollar Melon before you, the look on your face would be one of disgust. I know this. You're the one who can't accept shard bucks. Again, if I was the one to say it, if I was the one who came up with it, it you would you would hate it so much. But I said it before. Okay. That's my All point. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, they showed off the two new mounts. We talked about the mounts earlier, one being the 1v1, the, the mm. Bastar mount, the other one being the, uh, the Construct 7. They didn't show us the Dwarven mount. I'm assuming it's a tank. I think it's a safe enough assumption that yeah. it's a tank. Now, the flying version of it is a whole other story, but I could still imagine that it's a tank. They flew through Costa del Sol. They they flew through Western Thanalon a bit. Uh, they just said you can't land in a few places. And then they talked about a Realm Reborn trimming down. They talked a little bit about their ideology of the Realm Reborn quests. Um, and they even said they're adding a special teleport ticket to get back to the Waking Sands. Good. You want to talk about the lore behind that? At this? Well, it's hard because- to right there. They well, they, they they can't put an etherite there because it would be like law breaking to put an etherite. What is the lore behind so the Grand Company teleport had, tickets, though? Because we have teleport tickets that take us directly to the Grand Company, so I'd assume that they're similar. Um, no idea. I think I think <laughs> the law behind them is basically just like you, you don't have to pay, and it's just implying that you took the the Ethernet within the city to get straight there. That's basically the implication. Okay. But, um, yeah, for, for waking fans, like, Lollarito specifically sort of, like, like barred an etherite from being built, um, out there because he, like, wanted to be able to keep the sounds under the thumb. Then, but now I have tickets. <laughs> They're gonna be like, yeah, you the know why we don't have an etherite here? They'll be like, I've got this ticket. Where are you guys' tickets? What are you guys did doing? Did the ticket say, did the ticket say pray return? They would, there's 150% gonna be prey return jokes on the flavor text of the ticket. 150%. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. 
Um, then they talked about the free trial upgrade, which is a pretty major discussion. To have that to is huge. Oh, my God. Wow. So you get not only not only all of a realm reborn, you get Heaven's Ward 2? You get. That's fucking huge. You get two fucking expansions. In your free trial. In your free trial. You get two whole ass games that we had to pay for. And our uh, and up to level 60. And to the end, specifically not just Heaven's Word, to the end of Heaven's Word. The post-story patches as well. Though I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest with anyone watching this, if you're thinking about doing a free trial, uh, all that EXP from your 3.01 quests to your 3.56 quests will go to fucking waste. So, you may want to make a decision about buying it before you start doing those. <laughs> Just as a little bit heads up. Just want to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, you can play the jobs that come with Heaven's Word, obviously. And basically all the features yeah. that come with Heaven's Word. Um, there's been some discussion about Kind of along the lines of what you said, Sly, where people are like, that's too much. I hear that. I hear that. And from a from a business perspective, it's a lot. It's a it's a lot. And he even said it's 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 a lot, but in comparison, the He's like, he's looking at, Yoshi P is looking at retention. And to be honest, from level 35, like being able to do up to level 35, what it gains some retention, but for a lot of people, like ARR up to level 35, nothing. When they see, when they see like all the feels, all the story of Heaven's Word, which is, Again, still one of the best expansions to this day. And that's going to have a more lasting, a more lasting effect, and will hold more people over, and will you know bring more people in after they complete that story. They're going to want more, and then they're going to be disappointed by Stormblood. But you know, once <laughs> Shadowbringer, that shit's going to be fucking lit, fam. <laughs> the instant shit on Stormblood. You mean they're not going to like hearing? What is it? Storm of blood, blood. <laughs> they're, they're not going to get hype when they hear that shit? Come on now. I still get hype hearing it. I like Storm Blood. Ethis, what are you thinking? How do you feel about it? Mm, I am really, really worried that we're going to see a resurgence of people thinking that this is the inevitable slide towards free to play. Oh, that's already yeah, happened. Yeah. That's already, already I, I've happened. already seen that. <laughs> I, dude, yeah. I, so, 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 so a previous, a previous, uh, you know, host, I, my co-host before State of the Realm, Mr. Byrne. Yeah, I saw that. Comes yeah. On, mm-hmm. um, yeah, addressed I that, that. Addressed that in a video that he made for MMO Bomb, um, how there's mm-hmm. a lot of headlines that are now specifically just saying, instead of saying the free trial is extended, they're just saying is free to play up to this level. Is essentially and that's the bad. majority, and which that's is bad wording on their part. It's accurate. It is free to play up to that level, but 
Like, that's a very different implication than a free trial yeah. because there's a lot of shit that you can't do in a free trial, like talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to most yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's a terrible word. It's a very clickbaity title, but mm-hmm. you know, you gotta you gotta push engagements, I guess. Um that's that's what I'm worried about. I'm I'm you know, worried about having to put up with those conversations every freaking day for the next, you know, six months. Um, it's why but, we're here. Uh, we to steer them away yeah. from it. Yeah, totally. Um, so the first season of Star Trek TNG sucks. <laughs> sucks shit. It's, it's not good. Wow. Okay. Um, Go ahead. You have to tell people, like, that they have to watch season two. And then it starts to pick up, right? Because they hadn't really gone to their stride yet. You know, they're doing like a, an entirely new thing that is based on like an old thing that they're trying to do like differently, but still make those people happy somehow. And, you know, the writers and like the, the cast and everything like didn't really hit its stride until, you know, like halfway through season uh, two, um, by which, of course, I mean, heaven's word. Um, level 35? It's like two episodes into the first season of Star Trek TNG, and it fucking sucks. You keep saying and that. And it is First not a fair all. representation of the game, and it is, like, demonstrably not hooking people. Like, the, the, the story hooks in particular, you're like, I love era. I love the post, the, like, the, the, the post 2.0 era. Uh, MSQ, but I love it because of the stuff that it sets up. And I love it because once the game hooks you and the narrative hooks you, you want to go back and see where those threads were first, you know, first instructed. You like it in hindsight, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yes. Um, but you don't get the big hook until uh, the bloody banquet. I think that letting people play up until the end of ARR at the very, very least makes sense. Um, and then Yoshida basically just said that like he didn't want to leave people on that kind of cliffhanger. And I understand that. Yeah, you've set the tone and now you have um, to show them where it actually goes. And then they'll be like, well, now I got to keep going. I just got, now I got to, I have to. Because now mm-hmm. you have to remember, now it ends at sloppy. <laughs> Exactly. It ends. It ends with Slopper and with Omega the Shinryu. Yeah, that's, that's a hell of a cliffhanger. Um, that is a hell of a cliffhanger. First yeah. of all, how dare you yeah. shit on Gene Roddenberry? How fucking dare you? He shit on the writing, not the person. I'm not shitting you. on Gene Roddenberry, dude. I love Star Trek. I love TNG so much. Like, I adore that show. But the first season of TNG is dog shit. It's not perfect, but it ain't complete dog shit. We can talk about this post-show. We can talk talk about this post-show, but goddamn, you just completely fucking shitted on TNG first season. My God. Let's let's move on. You know? (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, but you, but you, you understand, you understand my point. You understand the analogy. Yeah, I understand right? your point. I understand. So I understand. It's going to be a lot of content. Well. <laughs> Reminder of things you can't do on the free trial. Lots of talking, like say, shout, and tell. No market board, no trading, no making a party. You can join a party, 
but you can't make one. You can't be the party leader. <clears throat> um, you can only go, I think you still, get, still can only do the first ten floors in Deep Dungeon. I'm pretty sure that's still a stipulation in there. <clears throat> we don't know how Ishgard Restoration is going to work in, because you will reach the point you unlock it. But they made no further comment. And finally, we don't actually know what the starter edition is even for anymore, other than those features. We don't know if the starter edition is going to be updated to include Stormblood, or if it's literally just going to unlock the basic features. No free companies, yeah. So for anyone worried about RMT taking this and riding with it, they can't do anything. They still An RMT will have to buy the game at some point. All What it will right. mean is RMT can maybe get to 60 before they buy the game and get banned. That's it. That's the closest you're going to get to that. <clears throat> it just means that they can spam you in Ishgard as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 about it. So there's the, I I think this is great, and I can't wait to see the flood of sprouts and the terrible duty finders that yeah. are perfectly acceptable because it's full of sprouts. And it's nothing health and longevity of the game. This is. It's it's gonna be really good. <laughs> yeah, it's the perfect marketing with the A Realm Reborn rework, especially. It's like it's all in tandem. They're like, okay, we're fixing this shit now. Now here you go. Yes, yes. Uh, Again, this absolutely. Is why all of the intermediate needs to be a thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't think this is the reason, but there are reasons. That's a different discussion altogether. <clears throat> it's part of the reason. If they're doing this, it's part of the reason. Yeah. All those sprouts getting their batteries. Discussion that we're going to have to be having again very soon. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, we will. <laughs> um, now, the next thing they moved on to was job adjustments. Now, uh, I'm looking through the unofficial translations, and I have to kind of scroll all the way down to get to the official ones. But we've got a few interesting tidbits. I'm going to kind of start backwards. Uh, something that was missed, apparently, in the unofficial translations the first time is Warrior is actually getting a Storm's Eye adjustment, ease of keeping the Storm's Eye buff up, which has been a long-time request for Warriors. Very long-time request for Warriors. <clears throat> that was missed in the initial translation, but they have gone back and they have added it and they have edited it in. Uh, Warrior will get a slight buff. It'll be hmm. easier to keep your Storm's Eye buff up. That is all Yoshi P said in, like, two sentences. Mm -hmm. Now, how much... Cal, why are you making that face at this? Just because I, I didn't hear that the first time, and um, I don't really play enough Warrior to really like understand the the need for it. Okay. Because some people may see that and be like, "Does he disagree?" Because I will kick him in the nuts. I can already tell. I can see the people frothing. I can see it. <laughs> no, I don't disagree. I just I just didn't uh, I didn't anticipate it. That's all. Long time request from hardcore warrior players, but far from all that they want. Very far from all that they want. Uh, okay, okay. Summoner tried disasters getting nerfed in some way. They didn't comment much more than that. No rotational changes, though. They say. But the people who do math may disagree. You never know with the people who... But the way yeah. tried disasters worked, I can't see it really changing much of anything. Astro. Honestly... Kind of low-key, the most important thing they talked about, even though there's something bigger with Monk, they're finally addressing Astro's entire MP management as a healer. Um, systemically changing it, they're going to add uh, MP recovery to something, whether it be card use or another skill, we don't know. Um, they're going to be 
removing the reduced MP cost aspect of light speed and just moving that effect to other actions, whatever that actually ends up meaning. And sleeve draw is going to be revamped, which if I had to take a guess as a non-Astro player, uh, I guess it would pull a different seal every time. So using it guarantees a, a full three seal, uh, whatever the skill is called. That would be my guess. There's no indication that that's actually what they're doing. I've seen a lot of Astros right. ask for way less RNG in their opener and a smoother opener altogether. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Now get, get to the good shit. Get to the good shit. Bard, DPS increase. That's it. They just said Bard, DPS increase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to good shit. Get to good shit. Monk. Hey. So, this is twofold. Mm-hmm. The first thing is 5.3. Form shift will have Opa Opo removed, which means you only have to press it twice to keep a Grease Lightning stack or to get to Coral. So, way less... Mm-hmm. Off, way less inactive time management of the of the resource and way less pre-fight preparation. Perfect balance will have its cooldown reduced. Which, mm-hmm. I wonder how that's... That's going to affect some stuff right now in the immediate time. But honestly, it's all kind of moot. Because in 5.4, Monk is getting a ninja-level rework. And here's where I'm wondering how you're feeling. Does it really need this level of rework? Yes. Yes. Okay. Shoot. Shoot. Why? So, first let me give you what they're changing, and I'll explain why as somebody who has wanted to play Monk in every raid tier until Shadowbringers. Mm -hmm. And I've only gotten to play it through Stormblood. They're going to be converting Grease Lightning into a trait. Now, to be clear, Grease Lightning as a trait now just gives you more stacks at certain levels. And eventually, with River of Wind, you get the fourth stack. Um, What they seem to be implying is that Grease Lightning will just be worked into a passive element of the job and not the core aspect that the entire job must be designed around. This will cause a major revamp of 5.4. Something I'm surprised they're doing so late in the expansion when they could say they're doing that in 6.0. They specifically call it a ninja-level rework in regards to the scope of it, which we had our ninja rework. It was widely accepted. Some people found it a little bit more boring because of the slowed pace, because of the GCD mudras, but it was overall received fairly well. The job performs fairly well. Grease Lightning, as they put it, does not feel right, nor does it match current battle content. The entire job has been hamstringed around Grease Lightning since its inception. Now... Monk hit a stride at a few different points, but as time has gone on, the idea of three forms generate Grease Lightning, three forms generate Grease Lightning has been everything the job has been focused around forever. It has hamstringed their creativity with the job. It is why we so often see them get bashed for their new the job's new abilities, whether they be niche or outright useless. Mm-hmm. And by removing Grease Lightning, they've now opened every skill that's ever been problematic up to a, a rework that leads to a an overall better gameplay experience. And Dancer, it's been fun, but if this is good, won't be a ranged boy for much longer. The question is, what is the alternative? And that we don't know yet. And is it actually good? <laughs> Which we also don't know yet. Don't know yet. 
Yeah. But this essentially, if done correct, means no more useless tornado kick. Hopefully, no more useless Anotman. And it means Anotman honestly has to be completely re- like Anotman cannot Removed. even remotely be the same skill as of as it is right now. It can't be. Tornado kick also can't be. Everything pretty much can't be. So you think Anotman will get removed altogether? No, I think it'll have a completely different. I think I think it'll still be a downtime skill primarily. I don't think they'll rework it to being something you actually use actively outside of uptime, which is still kind of lame. But I play dancer; I'm used to that with improv, kind of. But it's a whole new muck. All right, and I'm ready for it. It needed to happen. I kind of expected them to do it in 6.0, and there's some other jobs they'll have to do this exact same revisit with as we go further in. I think Black Mage after six after 5.0 becomes questionable. What do they do from this point? There's not much room for that job to go up. Mm from now. What? I'm trying to remember. What patch was the ninja rework? Was it 5.1 or 5.2? It's honestly, it's been so long since 5.2, I honestly right. can't remember. 5.1. I'm pretty sure it was 5.1. Yeah, okay. 5.1. Yeah. Are y'all... Are y'all a fan of reworks happening on raid patches? No. I think they should happen in odd-numbered patches. Okay. I'm glad we agree there. So, again, why are they planning this rework? I think, I think that's during tough. Hmm? I think I think it's kind of tough because um, you know you you design the fights and balance the fights around mm-hmm. uh, you know, the of each of the jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And when you rebalance the jobs, you kind of put that out of whack. Um, and I mean, the, the, the obvious answer to that is like, well, in the odd numbered patches, like, who cares? What does it matter? Like, it really, really doesn't matter if you break the fights at that point. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the sweet spot would be to do it like a couple of weeks before a new raid patch so that like people that play the job have enough time to like get their heads around it and adjust to it right. without it right. having like a huge kind of like fight breaking potentially impact on the current raid tier. Well, we don't actually know how much they consider, because I think they have a great deal of confidence that they're high-level players. Well, this will not in any way deter them from taking it in day one. It will. will, I can guarantee you it will, but I think they have the confidence in their higher-tier players Mm -hmm. that if they make an adjustment, it probably will They will go in and and by the end of day one, still be confident enough to do the entire raid tier on it. So I don't think they're even mm-hmm. thinking about it. I think Raiders mm-hmm. are thinking about it. I don't think they. I don't think they're thinking about it. They have they have a lot more confidence in their player base than they used to, and I think this mm-hmm. is indicative of that. That being said, it does bring us back to the discussion of not delaying Savage two weeks out on a normal patch and forcing you to choose between Savage and everything else that comes out on a patch day. So with something like this, yeah, delay Savage. With something like this only. Like, I, under normal circumstances, like, yeah, like, I would be fine with, you know, Savage being on day one. But if they're doing something this drastic, yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, give people time. I think it should it, just it, be a it, normal it, thing all the time. I don't see a reason to not delay Savage two weeks. I don't. Because we're impatient fucking bastards I'm and not, we want our content now. I'm not. You know what I'm impatient about? Needing to wait three or four days to beat the fight so I can actually go do the fucking main story. That's what I'm impatient about. I don't care if it's for a rework or not. I 
I don't mind being hamstring to content for days on end, 12, 16-hour yeah. days. I hate having to choose between Savage and everything else I like in the game. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that 100%. Fair. Fair. And I know a lot of other hardcore raiders who are not just raiding and that's it. That they want to watch the cut. They they skip all the cutscenes on their main and they watch them all on their all. Because that's the only way mm-hmm. they can reasonably stay on schedule for hardcore prog and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I would just prefer that. Okay. Any sort of delay, even one week, like Chad said. I would take a one week delay. I would. Because I have to mm-hmm. skip the Extreme Primal, sort of. Ruby Weapon was... That's a debate. That's a whole other debate about the whole Ruby Weapon. And <laughs> We're talking okay. Ruby Weapon yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other debate yeah. when it comes to like needing the Ruby Weapon for Shiva. Like people who thought you did when p- people beat it with that. There, that's a whole other thing that happened that I think won't happen again in regards to people's consideration yeah. for performance. But having to essentially invalidate every other content for three, four days just doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing the thing is, like, it's uh, at best, you know, months and months in between each patch, and the fact that it comes around and you feel like you have to either blast through it as quickly as possible, or that you have to like ignore it to, you know, smash your head against a, a raid fight for days. It's stupid, stupid. I didn't even like. I didn't even care about this. Didn't Ultimate and Ishgard come out the same day? I believe they did. That's why you couldn't do anything about restoration because you were doing prog. That's mm. fucked. Yeah, that sounds right. That's fucked. Yeah. If they do that and if they, if they, if they do that in 5.5, if they're on the same day, that's essentially taking a group of people that cannot compete for the title. I don't think anyone's going to give a fuck by then, but I'm saying that that's kind of a fucked concept as well. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, there's some yeah, things. They shouldn't be releasing anything else at the same time. Right. And it's selfish because let's be honest, it's a, the number of people doing one thing is much, much smaller than the number of people doing the other thing. But I would, you just, you're taking the, the choice of something that takes massive, massive commitment versus something that you could casually enjoy should be so differentiated. But then if you have two things that are hardcore, like Ishgard mm-hmm. ranking, which is now the new fear, because we didn't have Ishgard ranking for that one. We will have Ishgard ranking going forward until the end of, you know, probably until 5.5 X's, whatever, whatever thing. That's not good. That That's not good. It also means things like day one savage people have to like rush to get the crafted stuff done and melt. Like there's, there's so much that has to be rushed that no one can really enjoy. Anyone who wants to be a multi a multi purpose like player of the game, you're fucked. The number of people who just raid is so small. I just what the fuck was that? It was so small. It's like an alien. It's so small that like they can fucking wait a week or two. Alright? Yeah. There was a UFO. Yeah, it was fucking scary. That's that's a whole that's a whole nother discussion that we could continue, but we should continue on instead. I gotta find where it was even after the job adjustments. Oh, I think it was Ishgard after the job adjustments, which I don't, I don't have much input. It's the same thing again. The only thing that's kind of interesting to talk about is whether or not 
we should. Oh no, then they showed near. Near was the next thing, but there's not much to say about that. They showed off mm-hmm. outfits, Dadgar. And Dadgar, Dadgar. They they showed all the, they sh- they showed all of the <laughs> they showed all Dadgar the near is stuff. Make some fucking amazing ribs. They, they showed all the right near now, stuff. He is going to. He's going to put some his foot in those fucking ribs, man. They, they showed off all the near stuff. They're like, look at this near outfit. I'm like, cool, Ooh. long cloak with a with a thing and a cape and a thing over his head. Oh, look, another cloak and a thing over their face. Oh, look, another cloak and their thing over their face. Oh, look, this guy doesn't have a sleeve. Oh, this Lollafell's got an umbrella. Oh, wow. Then they showed the fucking Dagdar, and I'm like, yo! <laughs> Dagdar is going to get down on the grill. I'm telling you right now, like... <laughs> Please look forward to it. Hi. When when you can completely usurp an entire twenty four man's gear design with a fucking Hawaiian shirt and khakis, you 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 know your priorities are set straight. I wasn't sure that we weren't looking at the gears from the uh, the last one. I was like, this is just a copy factory stuff. Like, yeah. I was not in any way excited about any of yeah. All the gear from the near twenty is really fucking boring. It's like generic, like edgy anime shit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right. But it's you know what? It is not. It is not a Hawaiian shirt and khakis. It is not. No. And then, and then mom Kote, mom Kote, like yelling at Dad Guard, like flip the burgers because they're they're getting burnt. And- yeah. I'm assuming Dadgar grilled but, but, but the grilled Dadgar, the like, He knows. He knows, all right? Yeah. He he knows what he's doing. Are Dadgar Dragon son. Yeah, just like lay off, you know? Like he's the grill master, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. If they'll burn, he'd be fucking he'd be on it. Ah. Mom Kote, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what if the Hawaiian shirt is from the twenty four man? Oh my god. The Hawaiian shirt's almost definitely Moonfire Fair also. They showed it off along with the Allegan Melon in Costa del Sol. It's almost certain that that's also Moonfire Fair. I cannot wait to actually find that shirt and order it. Yeah. With the dance also, with the the hula dance that they did also at one point. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, dude, that's... Nobody even gives a shit about the near 24-man glam. Nobody cares. Nobody cares anymore. You've literally, you've invalidated it as soon as you showed the shirt and khakis. Nobody cares anymore. Dead content on arrival. Just get me the shirt and khakis a day later. Uh, then they showed off the Dwarven area. They confirmed that's where the tank cutscene they, they clipped was from. And then it's in Lakeland because they ran out of memory in Calusia. <laughs> so they had to create a reason with Yorha to get them over here, which implies that wouldn't you have to have done Yorha's stuff in order to unlock this to some degree? I mean, yeah, but we have stuff that we're Yeah, that's we have what I was do. thinking as well. We have stuff that we have to do, you know, like, what, so Crystal Tower and everything for right now? So. Yeah. Right, right. Like, like it's, it's so weird, like, Heaven's Ward split, like, everything into side content. It was like... Alexander has no relation to the MSQ. The Warring Triad has no relation to the MSQ because, like, people were complaining about in ARR everything being so interconnected that, like, it, 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 it like, gated people from story. Um, and they've been backpedaling on that so hard, Shadowbringers. And, like, I'm, I'm, 
all for it. Like I'm right here for it. I think it's I think it's great. I, I think it's you awesome. know what I think it is. I think I, everything should be compulsory. I think everyone was so sick of like the Realm Reborn like length. You know, like the volume of quests versus the quality of the quest. It's like, please stop fucking combining right. all this shit. And now they fixed it, and they're like, yeah, our game's actually pretty good. So let's like tie some shit together. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, in Era, it wasn't a problem with the content; it was a problem with the writing. It was a problem with the fact that the MSQ was so like fragmented between these different plot lines, right? that it lacked sort of, like, focus and cohesion. We're constantly, like, having to go off on random tangents, like, deal with primals and shit. Um, and the feedback was that, you know, this is this is confusing and chaotic and, like, can we please, like, you know, split these into, like, more focused narratives? And they mistook that criticism of the storytelling with criticism of the content. And I think now they've got their storytelling in Shadowbringers in a place where they're really, 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 and they're like, you know what? We can make this compulsory. We can make that compulsory because they're all like glorious and they're freaking awesome and people are going to want to do them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad to see it because I was definitely the way that they did everything in the Realm Reborn. I was definitely kind of happy with Heaven's Word splitting everything off, like Warring Triad being one thing and not just being like a ham-fisted mm-hmm. primal every patch, you know, which is essentially mm-hmm. what a Realm Reborn came down to. I mean, like, that's part of the main story. Like, every main story patch, they're like, we have to beat a primal. And then they'd be like, but the real story is still happening, guys. Don't worry. So in Heaven's Word, when they started doing that with the triad, where they're like, oh, here's the triad over there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, I just realized that I just kind of contradicted myself. Okay. um, In the way that we've been talking about the near story. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So good, everyone will want to do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to do it because I want it but, to be interconnected. But you know, mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. I, you know what? At the same time, I just don't care about it. So you know, I'll just hope it's good by the end, and then to please don't ever do anything like it again. Okay. Yeah. The next part is all the crafting and gathering stuff. I had to backpedal a bit. Um, cool features, but again, just you know, not my thing. You know, Trial Synthesis is great. Being able to practice without actually using materials. Great tool. Agreed. Agreed. Reverse searching recipes by the materials. Long overdue. Fucking amazing. Thank God. Long overdue. <laughs> yeah, they made us do math. The desynthesis things, whatever. I'm glad they chose to destroy Memora more of all things. I wish he'd finished the whole stack because I really wanted to see them all die. But... Yeah. And then him cap out on on decent points, like at like what, what 50? was it, 50, 45? 50, yeah, 55 50. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also showed the uh, calculating how much materials you need to actually do like a certain number of, of crafts. Again, and it being smart. Again, these are yeah, again, these are really good quality of life changes. Yes. And some people argue that like people already use TeamCraft for this website that has a lot of these functions. And that's great. There's nothing, this still doesn't even invalidate TeamCraft because TeamCraft is a great way right. to compile all that information that's, that is available. Mm-hmm. But uh, people should be able to play the game and figure things out on their own before they go mm-hmm. onto the internet to search for answers right. for anything they're not sure on. This at least allows people, even if they're going to screw up and do unoptimal, whatever, there's still a level of player encouraged discovery. 
before the acquisition of, of more knowledge. It also lets people just figure things out in-game, even if they are someone who's high-level without immediately resorting to, ah, oh, fuck that, where's my spreadsheets? Bam, bam, bam. We'll still have the spreadsheets, guys, don't worry. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to For those who want to use them, yeah, they'll still be there. They showed off a few minions. One is the dungeon boss that my Twitter feed had way too much time with. Uh, oh, yeah. The the boss. Wait, wait, Ethis, Ethis, you haven't seen the fan art? Please say you have. No, I, you have. I I told you I've been in transit for the last uh, basically since the. the uh, live oh letter. my god! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh yeah! I, I, I don't even up. know what to tell you to. I don't even know what to tell Skylar, you to search for. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the YouTube thing, Skylar. In my Twitch chat, do not link any of it at all. I will remove you. Okay. <laughs> now that that's starting to have me, bro. But but if you want to, you know, you can just you know direct message, slide the box on Twitter, and yeah, that'll be okay. Oh, Thank you for much. <laughs> all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, well, they reiterated that they're doing Ishgard ranking again, and there's going to be whole new items. Don't save anything from the last time. It won't be of use to you. But there's still one thing they're undecided on, whether or not they actually go through with using new titles. Because originally, they said when you completed... We had this. Mm-hmm, they originally <laughs> said when you completed it, you'd never need to compete again. That was kind of one of the selling points of it originally, is work hard, get it. And you're done. You don't need to to compete for these titles a second time. But but they kind of want to do new titles. They they also kind of <laughs> want to do new titles for a new phase. Um, and almost I don't think I've spoken to a single person who scored in the top twelve or top one hundred to get the titles that even that has any consideration of wanting new titles. They're like, no, fuck you, don't do it. I don't want to do it again. And you know what? Some of them are even like, you know what? Even if they do new titles, I'm not fucking doing it again. You know, I don't like that title as much. My title's better. Fuck you and your new titles. I don't want it. They can have them. I knew people who 16 hours a day for 10 days did it. And then the last day fell below 12th place and hated their lives. Okay? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Not like this. Yeah. Not like this. Don't anyone do that, please. It's a fucking title in a video game. Come on. Come on, dude. My chat is literally full of did it once, never again. That's 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 the running theme here. No, there's no capitalism ho here. There's that's there's no capitalism to be had at all. Just pain. So uh they're undecided. They're gonna read feedback before they actually release the content to see if they should do a new title or not. And I have a feeling it will we will not be getting new titles. <laughs> so good luck to the new people competing. Good fucking luck. I do wonder if how long this restoration phase is going to take. Because after those 10 days were up, the restoration phases just kind of came to a halt for a lot of servers. It took a long time before we saw all the restorations finish. Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But it went from super active to completely dead and people failing fates. Balmung failed one of the crafting fates because nobody was doing it. I think it was also, like, really early in the morning. But it's like, (laughs) 
I would never expect Balmung to fail one of those crafting fates because they didn't have enough people around. Ever. So, I don't know if they've, well, how long do you expect this one to be. Nothing? Don't care, huh? That's how much we don't care about crafting. Alright, fuck it, moving on. No. See you later. No. Not saying we don't care. <laughs> I, just, care I, don't, I don't care about placement. I mean, I don't care about... No, no, I don't, I don't care. But, I mean, the quests after people were done are great. The quests after everyone finished were really yeah, yeah. good, but it took people months to find out. Oh, my yeah. God. And this is just like, I, I just don't care. So, if you don't care about the crafting, yeah. you probably at least care about the follow-up quests that came. Because they were, yeah. if you have... Oh, totally. Absolutely. 100%. And that'll so mean... I, I care about like, the quality of life stuff that's great. And, and, and I care about like the story and lore that we get from these god restorations. But like I don't I don't really care if we get it in like two weeks or a month or whatever. It's like it's fine, I can wait. No, you can't. <laughs> I can though, like I really can. We've been waiting for more Ishgard lore for like five years, you know. People just want their houses, man. That's all they they just want to finish the shit and get their houses. The, by the way, I can't wait for all the people who worked on those houses to not get one. Anyway, moving on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a personal stake in nothing. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> my God. Oh, damn near made me spit my beer. Fuck. It's going to fucking oh, happen. I can't wait for those forum posts. I was, I was part of every crafting fate on my server, and I didn't get a house. Yeah. It's gonna fucking happen. A hundred percent. Wow. Oh man. It's like, wait, there was houses at the end of this? Really? Oh, okay. That's interesting. Alright. Um, Bajja. Next on the list. Wow. Uh I was very surprised at everything we learned here. Same. <sighs> Fuck. One second. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, no, that's fine, that's fine. He's going to take his headset off, too. Um, so while he's gone, I'll keep the, the conversation. Uh, nah, fuck, we already did all the lore conversation shit. All right, so I'll just get I'll get your first take on on this. Um, give, give me an overview before he comes back. Then we'll go into specifics. I want to wait till that. we're all here. An overview on, like, what's like, happening. Your, your, your reception. Your reception to, to any aspect about it. Pogja. Um, I, okay, so I did not think that we would be breaking into Castrum Lacus Latora because that is supposed to be like north of Bolgia, right? And we're in the, the southern fronts. So I thought that that was, we were going to be like working towards over several patches. Um, so I don't know if there was like a mislocalization or, um, or something like that in saying that it was like further north. Well, but that's one thing that surprised me. Hmm? Oh, I was going to say, well, it's the southern front. Our military front is from the south. Not necessarily... Yeah, you understand where I'm going. Like, we are approaching it from the south. Yeah, we're approaching it from the south. Like, the coast. Like, from literally as far south in Bolivia as you can get. And we're going north. So, anyway, I, I was just kind of surprised by that. Um, I wasn't expecting to be going there so soon. The other thing that I'm surprised by was the fact that there was all this focus on the Fourth Imperial Legion being all about, like, Beastmasters and, like, magic users and not using, like, traditional Magitech. 
And yet all of the preview stuff that we've seen has been finding these like giant, like Magitek monsters. Um, which was also like kind of, you know, out of left field here. I was a little bit, um, confused. I was hoping to see like some awesome, you know, Beastmaster like teaser stuff. And, uh, and we didn't get that. Um, I mean, obviously like I'm so, I'm so excited for this content. Like, holy crap. It looks so good. I'm so pumped. Um, but that was weird. What, one thought I did have is, um, the, um, what, what are they calling the, the, uh, the encounters? Not the critical fakes, engagements. The, uh, critical engagements. Critical engagements. Right. It reminds me of like way back from like 1.0 when they were talking about having like open world primals. Yeah. Um, and instances of primals like appearing in the overworld that like people would have to get to and be able to engage like in those. And I can't help wonder if this isn't like a, um, uh, a first step, uh, a sort of like test to see if they can put something like this in like open world, overworld content in the next expansion. I will um, admit. Because it's, it's just so much promise, the, the idea of these critical encounters. I think in terms of like injecting life into the, the, the open world in a way that like th- there hasn't really been in 14 before. It's just like mm-hmm. so exciting to me. Now I'll admit when, I, when they first talked about it and they first mentioned critical engagements in the live letter and they described it and how you would get in. I was a little bit apprehensive because it sounded a little bit, VA like, sort of, a little bit less, sort of. as much more RNG as it is less RNG. Uh, yeah, it's it's RNG, but it's it's RNG, but they took it out of the players' hands, which is good. Like they like this is something you have to queue for, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you know this being from the game side instead of. Like, hey, you need to join a Discord for this, yada, yada, yada. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you won't need Discord or anything for these critical engagements. No, no. But for something, for something that, for something that overall includes 72 people, correct? No. No. No, no, wait, 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 wait. No, for the entirety of Bajadet. No, it's just 72 people. The whole zone that's is what I'm 72. Saying. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. For something that includes 72 people, and then limiting this, I don't know how, like, I don't know how I feel about that in, in terms of people getting rewards and people getting what they, like, with some things they're actually there for instead of, you know, actual weapons and shit. Like, something like, Mounts and shit and things like that, and missing out on that because Whoa. you couldn't queue in. And yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I understand why they did this like, because in Eureka, people would just AFK in town until someone yeah. else like forced something to spawn, and then they go, and that that was just it was bullshit. Yeah. And the idea that like if you don't anticipate, you don't get to like do these engagements is, is great. And I, and I think like in the first couple of weeks, people are going to be getting frustrated because like everyone's going to be wanting to do it. But then after that, we are going to be in like a similar position where people get so lazy 
and it'll be it'll be good. Like if you don't if you don't participate, if you don't make the thing pop, then you don't get to. You guys discuss this. I think I need to, uh, I need to ultimately it's gonna. You guys continue to discuss. We're good. Yeah, no worries. We're good. But my thing um, is, yeah. So I, I think I think ultimately it's gonna be a good thing. But my thing is, and I'll I'll go ahead and be a little bit, you know, quote unquote entitled. It's my content, Please. and I want it now. And I'm gonna be one of the, and I'm gonna be one of those people do who who's doing it on on the first day it comes out, mm-hmm. and and you know, like as with most people, we don't want to be there all day. We don't want to be there for for weeks on end just because we couldn't get into critical engagement and things like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're to to weed out the people who AFK'd at the eighth right, who who just stood there and waited until something happened to weed those people out. I'm wondering if there was another way altogether around this because it. I mean, this feels like this something like not all the way. It's not this extreme, but it feels like taking away our words in PvP somewhat. somewhat. Yeah, maybe, <clears throat> maybe. I mean, that could have been another way. Sorry, Matt, you yeah. want to jump in? Um, so I'm assuming you were just going over <clears throat> the uh, random selection and that versus mm-hmm. the as a counter argument to mm-hmm. AFKing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is going to yes. be a problem the first few weeks, and then it won't be a problem anymore. because. And that's what I'm saying. But, but the, the thing is... That's exactly what I said. Yeah. And that's what you said. And But the thing is, Mike, it's my content, and I want it now. I, I'm doing it now. So I don't have to do it in a couple of weeks. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering. I can answer that. Um, yeah. yeah. Look, I I think it depends on the cooldown, critical engagements, right? Mm-hmm. I I think um, if in the first couple of weeks a lot of people are pushing to to pop them and to spawn them, and mm-hmm. they can just like pop like one after the other after the other. If the other people are out there like doing it, then you're not going to be waiting long. Um, even if like you miss it the first time or the second time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you know, a couple of weeks in when people are not like so active and are going to be like trying to AFK for the free chicken, then, um, you know, when you do pop it, you're going to have like, like Mike said, like a guaranteed in. Right. Yeah. Um, for the, to the so, there's one that's 24 and there's one that's 48. And then the one that's right. one is after a 24. Mm-hmm. Or we, we also don't know if there's a one, a solo one after the 48. We don't know that yet. Cause they just said it's after other critical engagements. Um, the, if the 24 man, if the 24 man ones spawn frequently, the one thing I want to see and they didn't make any mention of is some sort of restriction on someone getting it again for a short period of time. So that way it can rotate. So like between. a like a cooldown. Yeah, like, like if you down. just did a twenty four man one and they spawn quickly enough that in theory you could just go be a part of the next one and somebody could just keep yeah. RNG getting fucked out of it. I would like to see some sort of like recently participated in a critical engagement must mm-hmm. must rest or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if you can pop another one while one is still in progress, like if there's enough of them around the map that. You could say, okay, we're working on this critical engagement, and somebody else go, oh, well, we're working on this critical mm-hmm. engagement, 
and the objectives so, so pop them so pop them simultaneously yeah and take place on different parts of the map all they've said is that they spawn fair. very often that's all we know about skirmishes and critical games is they said that they are they are not infrequent yeah yeah and then mm-hmm. which yeah, it, seems, it seems like they don't have a cooldown it seems like it's not going to be like they have like a two or three or four hour cooldown right. I'd imagine the fort would, though. <laughs> I can't imagine getting a lot of fort. Something missions. that major? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And then, I don't know if we got into this yet, but there's the whole issue of the rewards, especially from the 1v1. We don't know what that is yet. We don't know if you... If, again, this is something everybody individually has to do and has to get for themselves to get whatever comes out of that 1v1. Which I'm really looking forward to the one v one. I hope to play it. I think it's just, just going to be minus metal. Just, just bonus metal for like the person who wins the one v one. You think? I, I mean, I don't know. I think they would put something yeah. really, really special in that shit. But I mean, bonus metal just seems like for doing something they said to be kind of on the. When they say they said something on, along the lines of like ultimate type. No, he immediately said two seconds later, if you're good at battle bullshit, you won't have a problem. Yeah. They literally two yeah, seconds so, yeah, later said, if you are acclimated to battle content, you will not find this difficult. Yeah, it's going to be like, feel- uh, like any 1v1 instance. I mean, they did say the with guy in the action. picture with died in 12 actions. seconds, though. With lost actions, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, you will need to yeah. have specific lost yeah, actions like, to fair. do it. Yeah. They, they did say they that like, they well, did say the person in the screenshot taken. died in 12 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he didn't have, like, self-heals in the lost actions yeah. as a DPS, right? Something. Or I don't know. revive. Yeah. So that's all it's going to be. Yeah. I'm going to go in with Dispel and Cure. That's no, what I'm going in with. Dispel and Cure. No, no Reflect? No, maybe Protect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's actually not that many lost actions. We got to see... One of the other things with Bajja is they've clearly put a lot more effort into the UI elements of it. Um, mm-hmm. There was a Bajja Finder mm-hmm. for making parties inside Bajja. There was... Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? There was a, a UI that tracks every lost action and item that you've acquired. Um, and there was one more that I... I it looks good. Remember. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of... Uh, they put a lot of effort into this. And so I'm not that worried about critical engagement. Yeah, real, real fault. Like, mm. It's really good. Like The UI and UX team have been doing some, uh, some work. So kudos to them. Um, yeah. Oh, and I just realized my Wi-Fi is getting worse and worse, and I'm on like a like a six-second delay in this conversation. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that, guys. That's fine. That's fine. fine. I'm fine. also going to hit you with some knowledge. I do have a tech coming out today for something, and he's supposed to come between two and four. That's why I went to go take the phone call, but it was just the automated call letting me know that I have an appointment and not that person calling me. So... <laughs> Uh, I've completely forgotten oh, about really... that. So if I get that call, we will be ending very shortly after. <laughs> Just letting you know. So let's get, let's get through this. Let's get through the rest of this. Now, one thing uh, we, I was going to say, one thing we really glanced over. 
pretty important detail. Mm-hmm. You're right in the critical engagement, skirmishes, metal, lost actions. Well, you can level in here. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Buddy. It is our deep yeah, dungeon buddy. replacement since we know we're not getting one in Shadowbringers. Oh, boy. So you need to be level 71, right, to get in here? Just like Heaven on High is 61. And yeah, mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Just like Heaven on High is 61. And this is the content to tide us over until 5.4. Oh, boy. You have time to get jobs leveled, which I'm probably going to be using this to level jobs. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I see, I don't have a purpose for that, but I'm glad they took this route. It upsinks you to 80. You have all your 80 skills Mm -hmm. the whole time you're leveling. Mm -hmm. Everyone's set to item level 430. Mm -hmm. And they even said that there is gear with the Bajjan effect in there to earn. That's stuff that makes you stronger in Bajja itself. Mm -hmm. So. Honestly, I'd take this over the deep dungeon any day. I think, I think like, I'm so psyched for this content. I think this content is going to be like what I play more than anything else in 5.3. And I think, um, that's going to be true of like most people. So add the fact that you are able to level jobs here. This is going to be a real moneymaker. If people are living, leveling jobs. Ooh. That's we still don't know if there's anything very expensive in there. We know there's like mounts, minions, you know, mm. like whatever. It's but if it's all just from lockboxes, the there's actions. Not. Yeah, but we but, but we don't know. Actually, the way they describe the actions is kind of weird. You have like a weight system for the actions where you have to like obtain the crystals from like killing monsters or doing skirmishes, whatever. And then you have to basically set a loadout that maxes out at this weight. We don't know about the tradeability mm. of all those, the earnability. We this that's question marks though. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. We're damn sure gonna find out. So that's that's uh that's a big bet. But yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna spend a lot of time in this. I don't I don't see myself. I, I love the fact that there's Bajan effect stuff. Because here's the thing, I'm now thinking about that as best in slot for the actual BA two, which they confirm for five point four. Which mm-hmm. most likely be five point four X. So now I've got five point four seven oh, yeah. five point four X uh Bajja Arsenal. Fuck it. And yeah. uh, then 5.5 yeah. ultimate. So, mm. and who knows? Maybe they have something that's different than BA and whatever for the finale, or they have another BA. Because keep in mind, it still needs a finale at the end of it all with 5.5x. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, with with the type of Gabronth, the type of character Gabronth is, there's a lot of things that could be in an arsenal equivalent of uh, of his his the inner machinations of the Fourth Legion. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of shit they could be keeping locked up in there. Also, we get to climb ladders, so. Great. I'm like, how does a Lollafell climb that fucking ladder, dude? It's not possible. It's literally not possible. I love it how we're fighting against the, the Legion with like, you know, all of this crazy, like, giant Magitech, and, you know, we're, we're fighting, uh, giant robot battles over in Whirlets, but, um, the true technological advancement of patch 5.3 is the, is the ladder. <laughs> we're gonna defeat the Empire with ladders. Hey, dude, it worked, it worked in the two towers in Lord of the Rings. Who cares if they didn't have robots? It doesn't matter. Did it? 
like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure like it almost did. I mean, it was working uh, at least a little bit until they blew up the the wall. You know, the bomb was probably the more important thing, but the, you know, the ladders were that's important. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did, they did some work with the ladders. Yeah. I'm just... The Galleons definitely won't expect ladders. I mean, yeah, with all this magic and shit, they'd be like, oh, we put we put magical force fields up to stop their magic. You know, we've got anti-air turrets. We've got this. You know what? They don't have anti-ladder technology. They never thought about that. Ugh. Idiots. Absolute idiots. So, yeah. is going to be hyped. Working on the weapon, they just kind of reiterated the same details. Work on it inside, work on it outside. He just said, no, it's not poetics. I'm like, I don't know if you're lying. <laughs> he, he said in an interview last week, he's like, you know, I'm not going to say it's like light, but it could be like light, you know? <laughs> and I'm definitely not working. I mean, I'll probably do one on the outside to compare. See how long it takes to do it like the old school way versus doing it in Bajja. I feel like that could still be mm. somewhat interesting to know. Oh, you can mount the whole time. There's etherites to yeah, it that's inside. So all that stuff is still there. They, they, it seems they, I do feel the, the Eureka feedback in a lot of their design choices here. You can't, mm. the only thing, I guess, if mm. there's any content locked mm. behind higher metal is the one question mark, then. Perhaps that's like the one thing that you couldn't do with your friends. Because one of the big complaints with elemental level was if you're elemental level 30 and your friend's 20, outside of fates, you pretty much, you know, didn't talk to each other. You know, there, there was a non-factor. This metal doesn't, isn't the same as, as elemental level um, from how they've described it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a military rank above all else. Um, but they did imply mm. that higher tier missions. I, I was just thinking. Yeah. Yes, I, I was feeling like um, metal might be tied to the critical engagements and that there might be like metal <laughs> prerequisites for queuing for particular critical engagements because they said that like yeah. the, the point of metal was that you were like pushing that line forward um, and it's like nearer to the starting camp, there will be, you know, critical engagements that are, you know, just like fighting against kind of uh, generic like Magitech bosses or whatever, but as you're pushing like further and further and further and further towards the castrum, the prerequisite requirements for those engagements is going to be higher and higher until like the full man one is going to be like max level metal required to participate. That's that's the impression that I was getting just looking at it. Yeah. Same. So do you think do you think we get a at the end? Like max metal, do you think we get an open-ended seventy-two man engagement? At the end of it all, I don't see why they wouldn't try no. to involve the whole zone. I mean, not here, not yeah. in this zone, but in five point five, I'm hard pressed to think they're gonna yeah. try to fuck people out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's weird because it's not like you just gain the level when you gain metal when you gain the points, you have to go mm. back to an mm -hmm. NPC and, like, feed him whatever amount you have to, like, say, hey, I have enough to, to increase my my rank within the resistance kind of thing. So it's not like an EXP bar that's just at the bottom and, oh, I'm a new rank now and I can just do the next one. So that's uh, that's that's that. I can't wait. I, look, I suppose the question that remains is, like, what's, what's the 
impetus to increase your metal if you don't need it to get the weapon, if you don't need it to get the gear, if it's just about, like, that. Yeah, I, I think you might even, maybe you'll need it to equip the Bajda effect stuff, or you'll need it to earn the Bajda effect armor, even. Because why would you need Bajda effect armor? Like, that you only need that inside Bajda. That's not like the relic where you could say, oh, you could do it inside or out. No, 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 no. That doesn't make sense. I don't believe that. Okay, that's that's reason. Fortunately, um, after they were done with Bajda, um, they made sure to follow up with the other most exciting announcement of the return of the Okai Watch event and its official its official date. Okay, you okay. both made the same face, exact same face. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, I feel like a lot of us have been talking shit about Yokai Watch, but me in particular. Again, I'll eat crow. I'll eat crow on this one. New shit looks good. New shit looks fucking amazing. Like, the the weapons for the new jobs look amazing. I was wrong. I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Like, they look fucking amazing. I mean, I... Like, in conjunction with me leveling in Aja and then, you know, getting these jobs leveled, yeah, I'm... I would want these weapons. Yeah. I don't know why they were like, let's not update any of the old weapons, but let's make the new weapons not look like shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's extra, that's extra development time. That's extra, like, you know, shit that they have to do, but, you know, sure. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. The new mount is even better. Although he, I, they said his movement animation is apparently really weird, and they didn't show us. That new mount is the depiction of horror. Like I, oh my god, it's almost like the the Donnie Darko bunny suit. The Donnie Darko bunny suit we got from like one of the earlier events this year. The one of the earlier, uh, like I, I compare it to that. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be running from the 19th of August till 5.4, that event. Um, they also gave us the schedule of Moonfire Fair being the 12th to the 26th, the Rising being the 27th through September 10th, and finally the Make It Rain campaign, which has been merged with the yeah. Halloween event. Yeah. Yeah. Which was not actually that surprising because they that's did a gonna be they did a murder mystery one year with the with the Make It Rain campaigns. That's not really that far out, mm-hmm. you know. And then with the with the uh, All Saints Wake, I guess happening at the same time, I could see something really, really special. Well, there's happen. no mention of All Saints Wake here, so unless it's also yeah, that's merged. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's probably going to be merged. They're probably going to merge the two and do something mm. really special with like a murder mystery. And a zone, like, I don't know, a zone that you can go into. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like they're going to do something really special with this. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, me too. You think they're going to do like a Nightmare Before Christmas kind of? Well, we have Good King Moggle Mog song in there already, so that's the Nightmare Before Christmas song. Anyway, we have <laughs> that, so. Alright, uh, so that was it for the game aspects. They didn't show Unreal Shiva. My bigger surprise, they did not even explain Faux Hollow. The Faux Hollows, yeah. They're just like, fuck it, you'll figure it yeah. out. 
We'll, we'll get into the patch notes. We'll get into the patch notes. Yeah, but, like, you didn't, that's, we kind of need to know how that thing fucking works, because if it's some shit I can fuck up and I can only do it weekly, I'd, I'd rather know if it's not just a game of luck or not. It's probably, probably a is. game of luck, or a game of chance. More than likely, it probably is, yeah. Uh, so we'll yeah. find out in the hard way. Yeah, we sure fucking will. Um, and then they went into announcements. Uh, the first announcement they had was not a surprise in any way. The confirmation of the Japanese Fan Fest being canceled. Um, technically, it was possible for them to still hold it, but they would have had to reduce attendance by half or more. And they would have needed more staff, which would have also affected attendance numbers even more. They would have had to clean everything. Mm-hmm. And they just decided, not worth it. We'll try and hold it another time, another place, or do another type of event. I think we all agree none of these fan fests are probably going to be held, not even Europe. Because even if they can hold them, there are still no doubt going to be restrictions that they have to adhere to. Yeah, It would still be irresponsible, I think. I think we can basically all agree on that. Yeah. Yep, so... um... At this point, we're really just looking forward to maybe some sort of online event. I mean, like we said, currently, currently, uh, Comic Con online at or at home is going on right now. So yeah, yeah I would, I would, mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with something along the lines of that, and then all the merch and everything being funneled through online. Just good luck getting some. Yeah, have fun getting your lore book this time, Elvis. Yeah. Oh, it's actually it'll be easier for you this time. It'll actually be easier. Will it though? Because yeah, you know, I'll be out of the, the minute they say, like, like we're all watching the same, we're all watching the same stream. The minute they they say something about it, everybody's going to be clicking the button. And well, assuming yeah. they sell an online ticket, I'd assume online ticket holders would be priority. <laughs> okay. I just think it'll be easier for him than living in Australia where him coming, him coming to North America and buying it is, was infinitely easier than him ever having to have it sent to Australia. I'd imagine Norway is infinitely easier. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. it'll be much easier. No, one way or another, I'll get it. May not get it as quickly, but a lot different than flying to a whole other country. Comparatively, having it sent to you as opposed to traveling to another country is probably the better alternative for buying it. Yeah, because you'll buy it from Europe. You know, that's like low main reason <laughs> that, um, that I was actually going to every fan fest to see. <laughs> I know it was. I know it was. That's the sad thing. I'm like, yeah, I know that's part of the reason. Um, so Europe, they're, they haven't confirmed the cancellation for Europe. Priority um, technically, Europe, the the venue for Europe is becoming uh, is is opening up. It's it's like actually able to hold events again sometime soon. I think at the I think at the beginning of September or the end of September, one of the two. Mm-hmm. But there will be regulations in place, and I think that's just going to result in mm-hmm. them canceling it as well. That's just what I think will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a little advertising. So. Oh no! Yes, yes. What were you gonna say, Athos? What were you gonna say, Athos? I was just saying that I that I hope so. I do cancel like one way or another. Okay, I just had to check because I cut you off. Okay, all right. So uh, I know he's still working with a, a pretty long delay, so <laughs> I, gotta, yeah. I gotta wait a little bit. 
Um, then they they uh, showed off some other things. They do a patch note reading. They do that every patch. Uh, they they advertise some of the community events they've been hosting on the 14 channel. The uh, NA duties hey. immense. The EU Wolves Den PPP stream. The EU on ending journey and the JP apparently very mistranslated title of Do you li- uh, how do you like Heidelin? Which is not what that actually translates to, but the team liked it, apparently. The team was a fan of that one. Uh, so they'll take it. They'll take it right here. Um, then, uh, new installments of Tales from the Shadowbringers for this year's Rising. We expected that. Those have been fantastic. Last year's were fantastic. Looking forward to yep. having a whole show on that and failing the questions on Ayer Zivia. Um, they showed off a few figures. They showed off Ishtola. They showed off the Omega MNF statue. Yes. <laughs> what? Why? What do you mean, why? Why what? They want our money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think this Omega Simulations <laughs> emote is? Because they didn't show it. Well, yeah. Some people are saying the goop that it turns into. Yeah. The little goop. Yeah. The goop. The goopty poop. Yeah. I thought maybe it was like Scholar's uh, uh, Change Stratagem, the screen that they show, mm. but the goop makes the goop makes more sense, I think. Like, do, do, do you think we're going to turn into goop? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, for the, the emote's going to like have us turn into goop. Yeah, the emote's going to yeah. be us falling no, into dude. goop and then no, coming back that. out of the goop. Yeah. Oh, dude. No, fuck that noise. You don't no like the goop. Uh, what, what do you think about that? This? What do you what do you think it is? No. What if it's yeah, what if it's that spiral in the yeah, in the statue itself? What if the spiral is the simulation? What's that? Hmm. I don't care. I'm not buying either of these statues. Hmm. It doesn't fucking matter to me. Hmm. It'll be another thing people spam in fucking beginning of PvP matches, and then I'll never see it again. Alright. The real news though. Was the fucking EDM Final Fantasy fourteen album? Boy, <laughs> howdy! Okay, I'm gonna be honest. When I first when the when the trailer came on, and I listened to it like a lot of Diverse Systems, and Diverse System again is a like an all around label in Japan. Like they do EDM, they do house, they do drum and bass, they do pretty much everything. I'm like, man, this shit sounds like a like. This shit sounds a lot like diverse systems. And then maybe like a day later, I'm like, is it really diverse systems? And I go, look, because they they have a website up. Nah, this is all done in-house. This is all done. If you go look at the Pulse website, you can see for every song, Sokin's in on it. And uh one of the uh arrangers for the seven remake uh soundtrack is in on some of the songs too. Uh, I forget who else, but yeah, this is all done in-house at Square. And this is amazing. This just proves their gods. Like, they could go to any label they want to, or they could create a freaking label. I don't know at this point, but yeah. Please. You're going to want to pre-order this album. It's, uh, so apparently it's being made mostly the people who are composing the songs are actually younger employees that are being overseen by veterans like Sokin, which is who's on pretty much every track. And uh, 
Man, I already <laughs> liked the Tempest theme, and now uh, there's an even better version of it. <laughs> I want to know what the fucking twinning theme sounds like, because it's in that. It's in the track list, the twinnings theme. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm pretty fucking ready. Where's when's the country album? <laughs> when's 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 the Titan? When when's the bow down over bow down over dweller bow down over dweller bow down over dweller Titan? <laughs> when's when's that? <laughs> oh my god! So good. It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. Clint, Clint Blackrose, there you go. Alright. Come on now. That's that's the next step. They're gonna make an album in like every genre that exists. Alright? That let's be honest, the game's natural album track already covers like everything except country. Picturing Titan sitting on a stool with a banjo. <laughs> I think it would be a kobold, though, singing about it, not Titan. And a kobold I could imagine with the banjo. That's easy. All right. Is that the cover art? That's the, cover, that the cover art. For... Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the cover art. And then so <laughs> you get the Garuda start, but it's just banjo strings instead. The da na 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 But it's just banjo <laughs> The whole album just needs to be done with a banjo. That's all I need. No kazooies. Cobalt Lumpkins. <laughs> I'm dying here. I could do this all day. So that was the live letter. That was the that was the live. I pre-ordered that shit instantly. Instantly. I have no idea. Oh, that was great. I can't. I did. I'm gonna be listening. I've I've put that I've put that album on repeat so many times. You have no fucking idea. Just the little teaser of it. Just. Over and over again. Hey, also a country song, technically, with Nelly. That's a country song. Over and over again. That counts. Hang on. Thank you guys so country much for coming grammar. out. For this. Thank you guys so much for coming out for this edition of State of the Realm. Yeah. <laughs> um, happy you did the usual thing. Alright, um, I barely got the stream working today, so I'm always very nervous, so I'm not going to move around scenes. Thank you again to our sponsors for the show. I'm not going to play the ad again on YouTube, but again, Romancing Saga Reuniverse sponsored the YouTube side of this as well. There's a download link for that in the description. I also released a video about it on Friday today when I'm recording, when we're, we're recording this, but tomorrow when you see it on YouTube, it'll be yesterday. Go watch that. Go check it out. Um, there's also live stream footage of it. Uh, Steel Series sponsored, of course, giveaway, enter, free shit. You hear it every week. It's always there. Enjoy it. And then, of course, our Patreon sponsors, whose names have been scrolling in the top right the entire time, who have been, uh, they've been bosses, absolute bosses as of late. Yeah, I think I still point the wrong way every time anyway. I literally do this every time because it's like this way on my monitor, but it's actually this way when I reverse it. So, um, you're going to stop pointing now at this at any point? He's listening to Pulse right now, by the way. Sly's listening to Pulse right now. I can already see it for the outro. Um, so thank you to all of them. Thank you to our patrons of Darkness, Kuja Cross, Anjanova, and Kuranai Oni, who have gone above and beyond 
with supporting uh, over the last, God, however many months. I don't even know. But uh, thank you to them. Thank you to all of our sponsors. And with that, we can finally sign out. Ethis, before your Wi-Fi completely gives up on you, where can they find you at? Uh, yeah, guys. Sorry, sorry again about the the shitty Wi-Fi and the shitty sound. Like as I as I said, I'm like way, 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 way out north in the fjords and mountains and and all that. But um, it's been uh, quite a while since I got to hang out with you guys, so I didn't want to I didn't want to miss that opportunity. So um, thank you very much for having me. Uh, you can of course find me on YouTube. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, all the places, Ethis Asher. Uh, there's a lot of new stuff coming down the pipeline, particularly on YouTube, and um, a very exciting secret project that I am working on, which hopefully I'll be able to talk to you guys about uh, pretty soon. But it is, and Mike knows what I'm talking about, type. It's going to be great. Why are you going to um, put that on so me? Yeah, now they're going to come to again. me. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't know shit. Ask, ask Mike, don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so thank you very much, guys. I hope you're all um, you're all well and healthy and safe. And um, yeah, I miss you all. And thank you very much for watching. Um, Sly. Hi. Hi, I'm Sly. Hey. Hey, I know. Say, hi, I'm Sly. You can find me on Twitch uh, TV slash Sly, aka Gray Fox. Twitter at Sly the Fox. Um, as of recent, like, you know, <laughs> games. Ghost of Tsushima. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, you can look forward to me dressing up as Dadgar and making ribs the week of, uh, patch, because I will be doing that. I will, I will teach you how to make ribs. Are you, getting, are you getting, like, a lion outfit for it, too? N- no, no, just, just a shirt and khakis. Okay. And, and well, now everyone's gonna it. ask for you to have that, so you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll teach you how to make ribs. Take them to style ribs. Keep it up. Uh, other than that, yeah, you know, games, the usual. Playing everything and anything, waiting on new content, which we're getting to. So, please look forward to it. Hi. Uh, and Mike, last but not least, what you doing? No, it can be uh, least. That's fine. You know what? That's, oh, yes. There, there you go. You can find me, Mr. Abby127, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I think you know that probably by now. Um, I finished Origami King today, and uh, it was pretty pretty freaking good. Uh, I didn't do the collectibles, though, so that I still need to go back and do. Apparently, there's a different ending if you get all the collectibles. So uh, that means I've got some work ahead of me. Uh, Fate Tactics comes out July 31st, tactics-style RPG. I'm going to be playing that. Uh, Temtem updated earlier this week. I've put a few hours in, but I need to put more hours into it. So Dauntless. Dauntless, yeah. Dauntless, I still need, I need more, I need more time for. Uh, 14, we've been playing more. We've actually been doing Party Finder and BA as of late. Uh, what else am I, what else am I forgetting? Uh, I don't even, I'm not even excited about PSO2 anymore. I'm just gonna wait till this new Genesis thing hits. I don't care if they have two fucking games running simultaneously. I don't even give a fuck about the first game anymore. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Sega, you really dropped the ball on giving, making me give a fuck about PSO2 anymore. Uh, and then what, when it's Crystal Chronicles in August, and, uh, then there's patch 5.3, and then uh, there's Mortal Shell, and then there's, uh, you know, Basha, and then there's, uh, some other stuff. There's a lot of stuff. I can't wait. 
So that's what I'm doing. So I hope you guys enjoy it. But uh, I still have not gotten a call. But I, again, I am expecting a call for an appointment today. So I'm going to wrap this up now that we've done almost a two and a half hour show. Thank you, Ethis, for joining us, despite your shitty internet. Sly, always good to have you. Thank you for accommodating last minute as You're I forgot well. to make the show. I forgot to say, yeah, show will be earlier. Hence why I'm in this situation with waiting for this appointment. So, <laughs> Dude, you told me earlier this week, and I was like, okay, I remember. Yesterday, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> that is earlier this week. Because at this no, asked me, me what time, and I'm like, and I'm like, all Hold right. On. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. That needs to be a different time now. Okay, yeah, let me let me fix that. Okay, there you go. All right, well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, everyone in the chat. I'm going to hope the stream doesn't crash, and I'm going to move this over to the outro screen. Yeah, <laughs> so, very short post-show. Thank you for joining us. And I don't know what the schedule looks like next week yet, so Sly, we'll talk about that. So thanks, everyone. Yeah, we sure will. Goodbye, everyone. See you next week. See you next week. Possibly, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll let you know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Goodbye. Either way, see you when see you when you see it. See you see you when we see you. <laughs>